0: Bam, we're live. Good morning. Where's the mouse? There it is. How's everyone doing? 7 a.m. Friday, 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 Friday. Chris Beasterfield. Rambler, you're slacking, bro. Wow. Yeah, not first today, huh? Slater, what's up? Good morning, dude. Saber and Kelly, good morning. Sabir, Sabir. Good morning. Marissa. Honohosa. Happy Friday. It is Friday. That's killer, right? I don't know why. Usually I'm not that excited by the day of the week, but for some reason I'm excited today. It's Friday. Playing tennis today after the show with the boys. I know they're going to protest, but I'm going to drag them up there anyway. Matt Burns. Good morning. Matt Burns, the husband to Mrs. Burns, uh, the founder of Sabbath Essentials. There it is. There's the website. There's the website. There it is. Sabbath Essentials: Pure, natural, small batch, bio-appropriate beauty care products created with love to give you this to give you the Sabbath your soul needs. Too bad I don't know what Sabbath means. Can you guys hear me? Okay, is my mic good? It's a nice website. Good morning, Devesh Maharaj Good morning, The Hammer Augustus Good morning, y'all Missed the last two days due to work, travel So excited to be back Can't you just put it on your um, iPhone? You know what I mean? Is it, I mean, even when you're working Can't you just like, just have, tag it along? Paulina, hey, good morning Paulina, someone wanted to meet you Who wanted to meet you? I forget. Someone wanted to meet you. If I remember, I'll tell you. Halpin, good morning. Uh, CrossFit Games Update show today uh, with special guest Tyson Bajan. Quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Kind of excited. Haven't had him on in a bit. He's he's busy. He'll only be on for 15 minutes. Don't miss that 15 minutes. Uh, it'll be Halpin, Young, and uh, Mr. Howell. And uh, it's a fun uh, mix of uh, characters. We have uh, our own little drama behind the scenes. The Games Boys were such idiots, but in a good way. We're, uh, dorks would be better. Dorks. And, uh, and, so, and it's going to be a fun show today. I like it. I think it was was Halpin' on last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. I think John John Young is now. It it should be called the CrossFit Games Update. John Young's CrossFit Games Update show. It's basically his show. Talking a bunch tonight. Yeah, you and uh, JR will be having a word-spoke competition. Uh, Blair Morrison coming on. uh, Owner of five CrossFit gyms. I can't even believe it. I don't even know if I heard that right. Don't quote me on that. What I think is... um, Oh, speaking of Travis Bagent, before I go off about Blair Morrison. Blair Morrison will be here a little late because he's teaching a class today. That's why we haven't seen him. Um, This is the uh, CEO shirt over at Vindicate. I don't know if I have one of these yet. If I did, I'd be wearing it all the time. But I think those are the Chicago Bears colors, right? That's cool. A new CEO colorway, he says colorway that's colorway is like fancy talk for um that's like people in the industry uh this is uh this but this is what i really like right here this is so nope not that you sent me that what am i supposed to do with that A colton merton's what is that i have that colton merton's this 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 is what i like right here Look at that ding on my nose. the fuck is that? I remember I used to think, what kind of idiot would have a shirt with his picture on it? Well, there you go. This kind of idiot. And I have this shirt, of course. This is my favorite shirt. Even I look buff in this. I really do. It's kind of cool. CEO jersey. Oh, that white one's nice. I have this, uh I have this one. Vindicate.com. V N D K eight. Clothes are fun. I used to think clothes were stupid when I was a kid. Now I like clothes. I'm a little more sophisticated. Uh Mrs. Burns, it's my favorite shirt so far. Oh, that's cool. Uh good Harry Potter reference. Oh, yes, of course. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, back to Blair Morrison. Uh, Blair Morrison's coming on, owns five CrossFit gyms. I I knew Blair, I knew of Blair uh, back in the day. I, I think I saw him at the 2008 and 2009 games, if I'm not mistaken. We'll find out. And I remember he was good. And back then, not everyone looked like like a piece of steel. He always looked like a piece of steel. He always looked amazing. And, um, he was, he was kind of a staple. I want to say maybe for, I'm going to guess he's been to five CrossFit games. And then he, um, and then, and then he, and then he, uh, I don't know, started a family. It looks like he has three kids, five CrossFit gyms. He has this program that's called the anywhere fit and they travel all over the world working out. It looks pretty cool. Jake Chapman, Seve, if upon ejaculation. You blew powder like a flower. Do you think it would put you off doing it more? No. Nope. Nope. Maybe even, maybe even, um, maybe even I would do it more because it would be less messy. How about that? Huh? You think of that? How about that? Great way to start the show. Thanks for just putting me straight into the gutter. Appreciate it. Um, Rambler, clothes suck. Now I am uh, I gained seventy pounds in two years. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's not fun. Got to get that off. What are you gonna do to get that off? What are you gonna do? I like um, um, I I I even one of the days I'm fasting when I'm just losing water weight and losing inflammation. I feel I can't tell you how much better I feel. I mean, I, my clothes. I just love clothes that fit crazy nice Uh, Mrs. Burns uh, this chat is literally going to get us killed Matt cannot resist chiming in while driving oh shit that would be weird Project Mythology Uh, Blair used to compete with uh, him and Svenborn on their online challenges in 2010 oh you used to Uh, Justin uh, Zizumbo. Oh, I, I saw Justin again. That was cool. Doesn't Justin look like um, in this from this side profile picture like uh, Jason Ackerman? Kinda. He's he's Justin's a big dude. He's not little like Jason or myself at all. Justin is a big man, but he he looks like a little Jason Ackerman, a uh, little buff dude right there. Uh, Blair's a good dude. First time at the NCC Northern California championship this year, and we loved it. Yeah, that was a nice setup they got there, right on the water. Uh, Justin owns Salty Hive CrossFit in Salt Lake City. and We've talked about the importance for name change. Wad Zombie, uh, my gym used a program through CrossFit to accept FSA and HSA, which can be huge at cutting the cost for members. I don't know what that is, FSA. Let me see. But I, I, I like where you're going. FSA is uh, Federal Student Aid. And uh, HSA is um, Health Savings Account. Oh, that's interesting. I have a running nose this morning. Hey, Janelle, what's up? How are you? Good morning. Asymmetric ears. Dear Sevan, due to all the crazy shit that's going on, have you thought about making more of a push to really begin the migration to Rumble? YouTube is terrifying what they're doing. Uh, Tell me what that means um, to make the push towards Rumble. All of our content is on Rumble. We're streaming right now live on Rumble, believe it or not. Want to see? And uh, I'll show you. I'll pull it up. And then um, we uh, we're streaming we're streaming live on Twitter and Facebook. Just no one goes over there. That's that's the issue. Let me see if I can let me see if I can show you our Rumble account. I know it is kind of crazy. How about the UK Parliament asking Rumble to and YouTube to pull down Russell brand even though there's no charges against him? That shit is fucking crazy. The Sevon Podcast. The thing with, uh, oh, look, like like I just typed in the Sevon Podcast. I'll, I'll show you guys. And it doesn't even say that I'm live over there. That's the problem over there. Their shit's just not together yet. Um, let's see, most recent. Um, most recent, it says six days ago, which isn't even true because we, we are live there right now. is it's, it's, uh, video date today no videos found relevance yeah it's weird i don't know i don't know i don't know what to say but we are view ta- uh, yeah i don't know let me search again the seven Own podcast some it, it, there was some stuff there from 6 date i mean yeah here it all is We got 64 views, Fluffy Duck. Nine views with Chris Master, John. There's even a show over here that we don't have uh, Um, That show with Jay Cooey. Oh, look, Matt Torres, Katie Henniger, 17 views. Josh Bridges, 72 views. Two comments, even. Oh, look at this one. What is this? This is... Oh, this one has 333 views. Uh, Blade Police Breakdown. This is with Officer Blade. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Police Breakdown gets a ton of views over there. Maybe I should do... Wow, interesting. We have that clip station, too. I was just talking about with the guy this morning who runs our clip station. I was like, hey, we got to get that over on Rumble, too. Yeah, it's 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 fucking it's a trip what's going on. Uh you should be on the hundred plus on YouTube. What about bite the bullet now and abandon YouTube completely? Um the the options over there for live like and I, I can't even pull up live chat. I wouldn't be able to interact with the audience anymore. And that kind of sucks. I enjoy that part. I wouldn't even be able to be talking to you right now. That part so that part sucks. Yo. Hey, Seven. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? Good. You got a haircut. Yeah. Fresh. So fresh and so clean.
1: Yeah. You'll be here one day.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I I actually
0: cut my hair for the first time at 51 years old. I thought it was like a rite of passage. I was like, how could I call myself a man if I've never cut my own
1: hair? You cut your, what did you do to your hair? Do you use scissors?
0: No, I you um this friend of mine, um, this lesbian friend of mine, she has this cut. She calls it the Viking dyke cut, where you just shave the sides. Oh, and yeah, that's taught,
1: pretty popular. I could see that.
0: And she told me to do that. You know, like Dave Driscoll has that, the Bali dude. Yeah, yeah. You really have to have a nice body to kind of do this. I don't, I don't, don't really have the body quite yet. You know, like if you're <laughs> gonna go with the a- Asia Barto, Dave Driscoll, like you're gonna do fancy shit with and your hair. And you're gonna
1: wear, you're gonna wear it up, and yeah.
0: <laughs> You better you better have a body that.
1: Or it's like you, you, go you Have to be. You have to be an artist.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, thank you. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. I could slip into that realm. Yeah. It's like those girls who have the wear their pants like pulled up like Urkel, like so high. But you, and you're like you, the only reason why you get away with that is because you have this insane body. But right. but like you you're dressing to be ugly, but you still have the most incredible.
1: Yeah, like, I don't get I don't get fashion when they're, like, deliberately, trying to look. Like, they're like, how ugly can I make it and still be attractive? Yes. But it's a yes. thing, you know? Yes. <laughs> so I guess it's uh, David Weed, it's
0: impressive. David Weed, you're almost 60. Cut the stupid hair. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. Yeah. Hey, Blair, were you at the 2008 games?
1: I was not. No, the my 2000- first year was 2009.
0: Okay. I, so I did see you at the ranch.
1: Yeah. I was at the ranch that year. Uh, I was living in D.C. at that time, so I actually came out of the Um, mid-Atlantic. Yeah, coming back across country was pretty cool because it was like an excuse for me to come home and see friends and family. Um, But yeah, I was not there in 2008. I heard about it in 2008. So,
0: And and where were you born?
1: I was born in Sacramento.
0: Okay, so you're back home. Yeah, I'm back home. And and, and what were you doing on the East Coast back then? What were you doing? uh, Did you say D.C.?
1: Yeah, I was in D.C. So I, I went to school at Princeton, I played football at Princeton uh, from 2000 to 2004. And one of my best friends from Princeton was doing a, a med school postback program in D.C. at George Washington. And uh, after I graduated, I didn't have like a, career, a clear career path. So I was like, screw it. I'll come. I'll go to D.C., you know. So uh, I lived there for three years. I was like personal training kind of bumping around. And one of the places that I ended up at had a, um, had a CrossFit affiliate that rented space two or three nights a week. And I would see these, and I had, I had had exposure to CrossFit from when I was in football. Um, I would come back to Sacramento and one of the first affiliates out here, I would do some off season conditioning there. So I knew some of the named workouts and I knew how to Olympic lift. So I saw these guys coming into this gym and they were all just like tearing their shirts off and falling on the ground and making a huge scene, you know, like, like real original, uh, CrossFit. And, uh, I was like, man, this is lame. These guys are just total, total D bags. Um, but they started talking about the CrossFit games and a bunch of them were going out to watch in 2008. And so I ended up, uh, like catching up with them when they got back. I was like, man, that sounds pretty cool. This is something I used to do. And, so then I went and tried to uh, qualify that next year when they had it out in um, some Virginia beach and uh, Jeff teacher mm. ran it. Yeah. So we, uh, I went out there and I was with Ben Smith and we qualified out of that regional. It was like me and Ben and uh, Pat Sherwood and, you know, Tanya Wagner and much of, much of OG people. And yeah, so that's what I was doing out there. Just kind of like happened to bump into this CrossFit affiliate and, and then I got to go to the game, so it was cool.
0: You had more of a, um, a athlete air to you than most of the guys. It was, I mean, it was, a, it was a, it was more of a motley crew back then. I feel like there was a more variety in the bodies, right? Um, there was the guy who who's the giant fireman from California, Jeff something or another, and then there was another uh, fireman from up north, and then there was you, I guess, who used to play uh, collegiate football, and then there was Sherwood, who was a military guy. It was kind of it was kind of like the early days of the UFC, where it's like the sumo wrestler fights the boxer kind of shit, right? I mean, it was this. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. That was Jeff Leonard, was the firefighter uh, you're Leonard, talking about? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Mo Kelsey was the guy yes. from Washington, Yes. Yeah. And he took third that year, which was, I mean, that was, that was, I mean, so you, you look at that, that those early games and it was like the, it was like the early definition of CrossFit, right? You'd see these, these different specialists and who could be decent at everything, but nobody was great at anything. Right. Right. Whereas nowadays you see guys that are legitimately great at multiple disciplines. Right. Um, Yeah. And it was kind of cool. You're like, Hey, what's the ideal body type for crossfit like people didn't really know yet and so you would see these different like you had the the podium that year was miko salo tommy hackenbrook and mo kelsey you know and yeah yeah. and like mo Mo was like
0: soccer player the football player and the firefighter
1: right yeah it was just like totally different athletes that you get this really broad test you know and and that's who ended up on top because there wasn't years of training to kind of hone the skills at that point so it was pretty raw but it was also kind of cool, you know, you got to see, it was more like a pure, it was the pure test. Like, okay, well, everybody works out differently at this point. Who's working out, you know, whose method is working the best, you know? So that was, yeah. I mean, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And uh, Kevin it brings up a good point. You can't forget uh, Rob Orlando coming from Strongman. That was a fucking bizarre entry, but man, wasn't that fun to watch, to see him in the mix, watching him in the mix.
1: Yeah, Rob was great, and uh, you had, um, yeah, Josh Everett. You had Chris Spieler. You know, you had these guys that were kind of, and you had OPT, who was like the, the almost like the the definition of a CrossFitter at that time, right? Just,
0: and and his brother, his brother didn't was almost too tall, and and you know, didn't fit the the mold,
1: right? Yeah, he so had all these different body types, all these different guys from you know different training backgrounds that were trying to just see how their training methodology, you know, measured up to each other. And I mean, that year, everybody was just blown away by Miko. Like just the insane ability for him to like win the run or come in second to Spieler by like a step in the run, that 7k run, which was grueling. And then go ahead and, and clear the deadlift ladder at 515. Like be able to do those two things like to us at that time was like mind blowing. Like, how could you be, that good on endurance and that great on pure strength. So
0: within minutes of each other,
1: within minutes of each other. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Kalipa Kalipa was back getting an IV after that, that trail run. He was so, he was so destroyed, you know, and Miko just like, (laughs) he just came in like it was nothing.
0: And then, and then other, and then also not to forget people like Dutch Lowy, who was very small, also. But then Matt Mursky, who was who had walked off the football field, and then even John Wellborn, and kudos to him for throwing his hat in.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, was that awesome. was awesome.
0: That was ridiculous how big he was.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean Leonard won the snatch that year. He was, I think he got two forty. That was the winning snatch at the snatch event, and I mean he was he probably weighed two forty. So it's right. like. It's come a long way.
0: Hey, did Jeff Leonard – he also won fittest firefighter in the world or something like that that year, right?
1: Oh, I don't know. I would okay. be surprised. I mean, yeah. that was a tank. Yeah. And super cool. He That was the other thing too that – so I, I, I shared that when I, I was with that CrossFit affiliate, I was – in D.C., I was not that impressed with all the theatrics of it. Um, but when I got to the games, that's when I was really sold on – like the community of CrossFit, because all these these people that we're talking about and, and the and the female athletes as well were like really intelligent and really thoughtful about um, how they competed, how they were training, and everybody had their own like ideology or opinion. But everybody was very very cool. There were there were no villains, you know. Um, I feel like that's kind of been the story of CrossFit as a sport. I probably could use a couple more villains, to be honest. To like for the storytelling side, but most of the people are in the sport are good people.
0: Dude, the events are, um, that, that's the thing I kind of trip on. I don't know if you've ever been to the Mr. Universe or the Arnold classic, but they have a completely different vibe than the CrossFit games or, or the NorCal event that you just threw or Wadapalooza or any of these events. Um, they're kind of like, um, they're, they're almost like – like I wouldn't take my kid to the Mr. Universe or the Arnold. It's more oh, like really? – No, 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 no. It's, it's more like a freak show. I kind of wouldn't want them to be around those people. It's kind of how far people can push things in every fucking direction by any means necessary. You know what wow. I mean? There's there's like every, every – I would say 50% of the people there don't even look human, right? They've sort of taken fitness into sort of like this pathology space, right? It's fun to go to, but it's more like a circus, whereas like your event was a bona fide – I mean – Everywhere you looked, there were little kids playing in the water. There were dads sitting on tree stumps with their kids eating sandwiches. You know what I mean? There, it was just a. You did, if you lost your kid at your event, you wouldn't have to worry at all. Right. But yeah. you, you know what I mean. And it's um and your event didn't look like a uh, a retail outlet. You know what I mean? Whereas strictly the the Mr. Universe and the Arnold, that's what they are. They're they're um and I'm not saying that they're bad. They're just they don't have that community piece, like like at, at the CrossFit Games. There would I, I can't imagine there ever being a fight, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, it's like it, it, you bump into someone and everyone, both people at the same time can't say sorry fast enough.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, and some of that is, I mean, some of that I think is just the the discipline of everybody there is a CrossFitter, right? Like you don't get a lot of like random uh, people walking into the CrossFit games or to NorCal Classic or Waterpalooza or any of these places. Like they're all there because they do CrossFit and they relate to the athletes. Uh, and that gives them a little bit of uh, humility probably um, with each other or kindri- or maybe kinship with each other where you're not really going to want to fight as much. <laughs> Your brother, you- there's like not as much tribalism within CrossFit. And I mean, I'll be honest. I think as a spectator sport, it probably it probably needs a little more of that. Like there's no team rich versus, you know, whoever team right. Josh bridges or everybody's like, yeah, maybe I prefer one guy or the other, or, or I really, I like, really rooting for Annie to have her come back after being a mother. Right. But nobody like hates anybody. Right. The, the closest thing to someone being hated was probably Neil Maddox. Right. I right. Know you're, right. I mean, he was, yeah. and, and everyone still loved
0: Neil, and everyone yeah. still loved
1: Neil. Yeah. He's not even—he's not a bad guy, but like right. that was the closest thing that I remember to anybody like people rooting against somebody. And yeah, I mean, and that went away. So I don't know. I mean,
0: we I got like, a little fun thing going between Roman and Adler. We got a—you uh, um, know—I I don't know if you heard, but there was some pushing and shoving during the run. Uh, Roman uh, Adler was, uh, you know. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but he was bragging about his tactics of getting in Roman's hair and uh, in his head, talking to him. And then Roman posted back saying, "Like fuck you, you didn't get in my head." And then we, and then, and you know, and so they got a little back and forth going. And okay. then even Roman said, "He goes, you know, I, um, I thought me and Adler were friends, unlike basically me and Medeiros, You know, me and him haven't said a word to each other in two years. And so maybe there's a little bit of, you know, uh, hopefully there'll be a little bit of tension and posturing, and." This this rogue thing is kind of fun too because you got Laura who won the games, right? Right. And now you got uh, Miss uh, uh, New Mama Tia coming out of you know right retirement. But but you're right. It's not it's not um it's not like look over and hey fuck you. I hope you choke. I mean if we could capture that some audio <laughs> of that, that would be <laughs> fucking me.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that's cool. I didn't know all that about uh, Roman and and Adler. That's that's some good that's some good drama that could build into something i mean
0: it's I allowing like- the fans to pick a side right it's right. allowing them to be like hey adler talk too much shit or roman to quit being a pussy and yeah. and it's good it's, it's allowing people to pick sides
1: i guess you had a little bit of that with ricky too coming back from his suspension you know yeah some people were against him because because he got popped and some people were for him because it's like a redemption story you know yeah so that's, that's what like- i
0: like yeah, yeah
1: yeah
0: ricky's such a good dude
1: I don't know him at all. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, heard of him.
0: hard to it's hard to. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's a horrible villain. He's too nice. He's so laid back. Yeah, yeah, he's a shitty villain. Hey, um, when I saw you at the NorCal, um, uh, Cla- NorCal Classic, right? Right. I keep wanting to call it NorCal Championships. NorCal Classic. Um, how many years have you been doing that?
1: So we started that event in 2019, right when they, um, right when Greg went away from the regionals yeah so we started it in sacramento the the whole purpose was to bring an event to the west coast that we could all go to um was already huge granite games was huge and uh most of the athletes that didn't get to go to regionals or were going to regionals were having to travel to these other venues which was fine because regionals was still a thing but as soon as regionals was not a thing uh ben and i uh, decided we're like dude, somebody's going to put something out here and, you know, we, we should do it because we, we know what it, what it ought to be. We wanted to have an event uh, that was high profile that had, you know, big athletes that wanted to come to it. So the spectators could get a chance to see those people in person. Uh, but also we wanted to, to kind of have a vintage the event, event that was more like the ranch, like we were talking about where people were very, uh, open to each other, accessible, you know, like
0: very ranch. It was ranch on steroids. It was such, it had you, you're killing the, the vibe, the vibe yeah. with the lake and the dirt paths and in the tents It dude, it's dope.
1: Yeah. That's what we wanted. So yeah. it's we a wanted fest- to-
0: it's a festival. I think it's what Greg wanted for the games.
1: Right. Okay. So there you go. That means that means we're, yeah. we're kind of getting there, but yeah, I mean, we missed that. So when you go to these big events, when you go to the games now, you don't ever get to see the athletes. You know, you're not, you're not brushing shoulders with the athletes. You're not, you can't walk by like the, uh, the Invictus tent and see their team, but that's, that's where it is at, at our event. So,
0: although I did see Dave Castro get kicked out of the athlete area, I really, at, at your event, I really enjoyed that.
1: Oh, man, that, that that's so great. I, love that was that, so that.
0: Great. I mean, cause and,
1: that girl, she didn't know him from anybody. It's just, and he's like trying job, to
0: talk right? to her and she's like, no, no. And like, just like putting a hand on him and shoving him back.
1: Oh uh, no! He was a good. He was a good sport about it, though. Yeah, I'm totally.
0: Kidding. But I, I've never seen. I was even surprised he even tried to talk to her. Usually, when that happens, he would just walk away. But yeah. he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, I just want to watch." And she's like, "No." Nah. <laughs> and all the athletes and all of us were dying laughing. Yeah,
1: sir, you are not an athlete. You don't have the athlete wristbands. You cannot be in here. No, that was great. Um, okay,
0: sorry, I interrupted. So, so you 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 wanted an event to fulfill regionals. You wanted it to have the festive uh, ranch feel. Yep. Yeah, so that was shoulders the, first, the athletes.
1: Yeah, the first two points was like, okay, we're going to bring bring this original style of CrossFit event back. We want it to be high profile and give our athletes that are competing a chance to, to do something big without having to travel. And the last thing was, we wanted to bring uh, an event with real prize money uh, because looking around the landscape, it just felt like people, I mean, some events are doing a good job of that, but for the most part, they're just not. I don't know why it's not happening, but the athletes just aren't getting as much money as I think they ought to be, um, at least to progress the sport forward towards where some of these people could actually be truly professionals. So those were the three things. We wanted to have that, and uh, it's taken us a while to get there, but I really think, I think we found a home. That venue is beautiful, and it, it really fits the vibe, like you said. We got some, some good athletes there this year. I mean, Sean Sweeney, Tim Paulson, Brittany wise, Lauren Fisher. I mean, these were our top, top two on each side in the elite division, which is great. And we have prize money. I mean, they won, they won 25 grand for taking for an individual. Money. And, and they walked out with a check that day. So <laughs>
0: that's become important. Yeah, uh, it's crazy, uh, but. Here, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, uh, set you up. Uh, I'm going to ask you some loaded questions. I apologize, but I'm going to answer right. the question. Why, why there's not more events for athletes so that they can make a living. Um, could you um, throw four of those events a year and still and make $300,000 a year to support you personally to support your three beautiful children and your wife?
1: If I, could I do four of those a year and make that my only job?
0: Yeah, and make $300,000 a year.
1: Not in year one, but by year five.
0: Oh, okay. Well, good. Fuck. Yeah. And, and I want to commend you on how fast you've grown it since you started in 2019. And I'm sure you had two fucking years that don't count because that's basically, dude, when I looked at your event, I'm thinking to myself, how does Blair Morrison have five CrossFit affiliates and, and him and Ben, and Ben Alderman also owns a gym, right?
1: Yeah, he's got a, He's got a gym and he's got really two gyms. Yeah.
0: So it looks like that one event looks like it took a year to figure out, to put on. I mean, your event was massive. Yeah. And all the equipment there and all the shit and probably having to deal with all the red tape to get it by that lake. I mean, um, so m- my thought is is that there's just – so you're saying that someone could do it. Um, someone could do it. There, there, is a, there is a business model out there for someone to run those events.
1: Um, yeah, I mean I think it's going to be better if people run one event rather than multiple okay. events because obviously you're going to dilute your attention and your – the amount of creativity that you can put into it and there at some, at some level you can't recreate that, those things that way um, I mean Loudon Live is, is trying to do it they own a couple different you know, event properties and, and they, they do a great job uh, bringing in all of the attention and the and athletes but I think there's a way to do it for I mean it's kind of like the PGA tour right The PGA as a governing body puts on like a couple events a year. That's like CrossFit. CrossFit puts on the CrossFit games. But all these other events that generate money for the athletes are independent entities yeah. that are running their own individual businesses with the permission of the PGA Tour. Um, and I think that's the most efficient way to do it. But the, where, I think, where I think some event organizers go wrong is they, don't, they, they count on sponsorship dollars and they count on spectator dollars. to fund the prize purse when none of that money is guaranteed. So where do they get, where
0: would they get the money from?
1: They need to build their budget off of the registration of the athletes. Mm. Okay. So if you, and this is tough because when you're starting off an event, you don't know how much traction you're going to get. Right. Right. So don't go out there and promise $5,000 first place prize on a first year event. If you don't know how many athletes you're going to get. Yeah. Cause then you're going to get to the end and you're going to be hoping and praying that you get some sponsors to come in and make up the, the shortfall. What you do is you say, you wait to announce the prizes until you know how many athletes you're going to have registered. Uh-huh. Right. And you, and you base your, your costs and your budget and everything on that. And then any additional money you get from sponsors, spectators, parking, beer garden, merch, all of that, that's your profit. Right. That's what you get. That's what you get to keep or that's what you get to redistribute. That's what you get to bump up the prize purse on
0: or or guarantee the event next year. Exactly. Right. So if you made an extra $5,000, you didn't expect. Now you have prize money to start the event with next year. That's guaranteed.
1: Right. Right. So how do we have $112,000 in cash prizes for our event this year? That's what it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We gave away $112,000 in cash the day that the athletes on Sunday, they, they, they all left with it. What dude won? Sean Sweeney.
0: Oh, oh, dude, and he needed the money. That's he what was he talk- said. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. So he won. He won twenty five that day.
0: And what did? Which lady won?
1: Uh, Brittany Weiss.
0: Oh wow. Oh yeah. Okay, I saw that in Hiller's video too. Wow. Yeah. Good. So and then she made twenty five thousand dollars at the games. Yep. Oh shit. Okay.
1: Okay. Sorry. So, Go on. So, so the the prize money. So, yeah. So how do you? The way you do that is. I mean, you just, you have that money set aside and you don't touch it. Right. So you, you know, that we knew that we were going to have based on our qualifier, we had, you know, 1400 people on the qualifier. We had, you know, whatever many 700 people registered for the event. So we knew that we could afford to give away that money. And then the rest of the event, we just budgeted based on what was left over and then any money that came in from sponsors and, and spectators, that was, that was gravy, right? That was, that was extra coverage. Um, so, if you go to an event and they have this big, beautiful arena, right, or a venue that, you know, that costs them whatever, $20,000 to have for the weekend, and there's nobody there, you know that's a problem because there's no way they're going to be able to offset that cost of that arena without the spectators. So, I mean, I think, I think a lot of events are trying to copy the games, they're trying to make it as games like as they can. But there's nobody that's going to come come to the event like they come to the game. So you have to, I think you got to reshape your, I got to reshape the model a little bit so that there's less money going out and more money going to the athletes.
0: I, I mean, look at look at Rogue, world class event. You, you, on on some metrics, I'm sure you could argue that it's better the games, and yet the, you, you're right; it, they don't have the attendance, right? It's, it's, yeah the games are its own you, you can't you have to ignore basically what the what's happening at the games you can't let that influence you
1: yeah and I heard a couple of people talking about the programming at our event <laughs> as well and and all events I mean and, and programming is obviously it's a subjective it's a subjective thing but the games is like the ultimate test right you only have you have 80 athletes for the elite for the elites that you have to put through these tests over four days and you have like unlimited resources unlimited time to do it. And so the tests can be very thorough and you can hit all the different time domains. You can hit all the, the modal domains. Um, but if you try to recreate that in an event that doesn't have the, the weight and momentum that the games does to, and the money that the games does, you're going to, it's going to be really difficult to, to create a, a measured test like that and to create the spectator attendance that you need to make it feasible to pay the athletes. So I think, people are learning that, right? I mean, we, our event was our, our goal is to create a festival vibe that people want to come to. They can brush shoulders with the athletes and make it as close to a great test as we can with the, you know, with the time that we have allotted. Um, So I think we did that. And and the fact that we had that many people show up this year made me really proud.
0: Crazy cast of characters too, between Hiller, Dave Castro, Tim Paulson, Nissler. I mean, it, it was it was quite the eclectic. Um, uh, Becca Boy was there.
1: Do you know Becca was there?
0: Yeah, I saw. I saw. I got a chance to say hi to Becca. Um, Tag, do an Instagram post on her. Yeah, it was what a crazy. Um, other games athletes also. Um, the guy from Mexico was there. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a, it was a crazy cast of um, uh, characters. Graciano was there. Andrew Hiller says hi, Blair.
1: Oh, what up, Hiller?
0: Daniel yeah, Ar- He's
1: paying, he's paying attention ahead. to you.
0: Yeah, a little bit. We hang out a little bit. <laughs> uh, Daniel Arnson uh, for Sevon's plane ticket to Charlotte Classic in November. All right. Fine. I'll be there. See you there. $4.99. Perfect. That's exactly what I needed. First class upgrade. I was exactly $4.99 short. I appreciate it. Uh, Sean Scott, the guy from Mexico. You know, the guy without the neck. Or um, uh, um,
1: Luis? Luis Oscar yeah. Moya. Uh, Luis Oscar Moya. Yeah, he's a stud. Man.
0: Yeah. Freak.
1: Hey, poor guy. Can... His leg's locked up on the uh, sandbag, too. I felt bad for him.
0: Would he have won if that didn't happen? It's pretty impressive that Kevin Sweeney won. That guy's no joke, and Tim Paulson's no joke.
1: Uh, I don't think Luis. No, he wouldn't have won. Sean had it. He had it locked up, but I think Luis would have got on the podium if he would have uh, made it up to the top there without if he won that workout.
0: So Sean's still in game shape.
1: I mean, he he would say no. He said he's not in game shape, but he obviously is in very very good shape. Um, he said he's been running a lot not lifting as much you know and in our event we had a we had a max snatch we had you know a a fram a fran weight of 115 so we didn't do a lot of heavy barbell stuff but he was man he won that sandbag event and that's 160 pound sandbag so maybe he won't admit to it but yeah he's in he's pretty close to it
0: Hey, I, I don't think these other events also have an obligation to do broad time and modal domains. Like I, I I'm okay. If I go to the NorCal classic and it's the 2008 games and everything's under the 10 minute time domain, like, fuck you. I don't like like the spectator. I'm more, maybe the athletes wouldn't like it, but I'm, I'm more than happy to yeah. watch uh hill sprint, Fran, uh, burpee deadlift. I'm, I'm that were, and I can crowd around it and yell at you and throw popcorn at you. I'm stoked.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a, couple, there's a couple things there. So, I mean, the athletes are winning. They're competing for $25,000. So we want to make it as, as close to a, a, uh, an even test, you know, a broad test as we can. But there's more to broad testing than just the time domains, right? I mean, and in that event, the elites, we, we had them do an adventure race that was 45 minutes. They had to do a 5K kayak that was 45 minutes. So they did the long stuff. You know, and they did the 600-meter the sprint that was short. They did the snatch that was short. They did the broad jump that was short. Um, and then there was like two eight-minute efforts in there too. There was Where there was nothing was that, that like 12 to 20-minute like traditional chipper style, high repetition volume. That's something that you would see in the open. Like we didn't do that. And I know we didn't do that because you can't, <laughs> you can't run 700 people through a workout like that. It's just you don't have time. You could do the That's long- how many
0: athletes there were? There were 700 athletes at your event?
1: Yeah. So, hey, was
0: that the, is that the biggest event? Is that the biggest the NorCal Classic has been?
1: Yes. That was the biggest it's been. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So,
0: What's yeah, the we, next step for it? I was supposed to ask. I want to ask you about your affiliates, but, but this is so interesting about uh, events. <laughs> what's, what's the next step for the NorCal Classic?
1: The next step... I mean we so we've talked about this. I don't, we don't want to turn we don't want to make it like a 3000 athlete thing the way La is. That's I think that's a little too too big um, for what we want, for that vibe that we want. So we're going to we're going to probably push it right up to around 900 or 1000. That'll be the cap of athletes and we'll the way we'll do that is we'll kind of open other divisions. So we want to have an adaptive division at some point. Um, we want to have, you know, we want to expand the the offerings for the masters for the age group athletes, which I think you should
0: have short stature by the way. Oh yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I just had Tim Murray on the fittest dwarf on the planet. Okay. Yeah. I'd be down short stature. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the people who are missing body parts. They get all the attention right. Short stature. Anyway, I'm just throwing that in there. Okay. Okay. We digress. Sorry
1: um, so yeah, that's the way we're going to grow it. And then I think at that point, what we want to try to do is, is focus on the, the spectator experience. Like what else can they get out of it for coming to the event? So our, our vendor village was, was great this year, but it was pretty small. I think we had 20, 20 vendors there in person. I'd like to see that double, you know, we should have, we can have a much bigger vendor area. We have the, the footprint to do it.
0: Not um, only that, you had the people to buy shit. Why yeah. only? There's, a, there's, a, there's so many people just milling around, just wanting. I mean, I mean so many fucking people.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's, I mean, part of that is just the region, right? We have a lot of old CrossFit here. Yeah. Gyms that have been, that are 12, 15 years old. And so those members, they remember, you know, the 2008 games. They remember, you know, these, these people, like they remember Castro and Becca Voight and like they want to see these people. And they're not that far away. Everything is very dense, right? You can get the Bay Area is only an hour and a half from Sacramento. You got Santa Cruz. You got the, the Central Valley. You got Redding. So, not to mention, you know, all of uh, like Reno and the Nevada area. But so yeah, we want to try to make it better for the spectators, which I think we can. Um, we're not going to overpopulate the vendor village. We I think we talked to a bunch of them in our in our in our uh, kind of debrief and everybody agreed that like four or five uh, companies per category works well for them. They can all still make money and we don't charge them an arm and a leg to be there, you know, to be a vendor for three days, it costs a thousand bucks at our event. If you want to be a a higher level partner and have like, you know, branding rights on different things and exclusivity, it costs more, but you know, we try to make it affordable for the vendors because we know that that's what the spectators want. Like they want to watch the athletes, but they also want to shop, you know, and they want to have access to these big brands or even some of the local brands you know, that are trying to make it. So that's probably where the focus is going to be, and then if we oh. can get the prize money to continue to increase, so that the athletes are, are valued, and not just the elite athletes, but the, the master's athletes I mean next year we're going to pay the, the master's athletes 2,500 bucks for first place.
0: You already know that.
1: Yeah, We've already Damn. done the budget for next year. So wow.
0: Hey, um, did, was anyone selling um, D-balls there? No. So at the 2008 CrossFit Games, um, I uh 2009 CrossFit Games. Prior to the games, I had started really getting into D balls. Do you remember that the, the company's around? It's called D ball by Mondo. Do you know? Do you remember that company?
1: Yeah. yeah. All the yellow and, ones, right?
0: Yep. And I told that old guy who owns the place, I'm like, hey, dude, bring a shitload of D balls there. You're sell them. And he's like, no. Do you know how hard it is to bring them there? And and people don't people don't want to buy them. I'm like, dude. You could sell a fucking rock to a CrossFitter. CrossFitters will buy anything that you can pick <laughs> up, anything. Just bring a rock and write 37 pounds on it, and someone will fucking buy it and tell them it's a training tool. So he's all, nope, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just bringing, uh, like, 10 balls. Dude. That he got on Friday, he sold all his fucking balls at the 2009 CrossFit Games. He only brought fucking ten. He had to ask people not to take them so other people could see them throughout the rest of the weekend. And he said he could have sold like a hundred balls. And I always trip on that. Like, I I think I know this is falling to the weeds. I think if you want to fucking make money, bring D balls to the NorCal Classic next year. Get a fucking booth and sell fucking D balls, and you will
1: sell so fucking many. I promise. Yeah, I mean. You can ask my GORUCK home. how many sandbags they sold.
0: Yeah, did they sell a lot?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, D-Ball's way yummier than uh, – uh, no offense, GORUCK. Love GORUCK. Love love Jimmy Letchford. Love GORUCK. But, dude, a D-Ball's so yummy. Bring the little ones for the kids, the four-pound, the, the five. It's crazy. Yeah. Mike. No, I, right. I have so many D-Balls for my kids. We live on those things, throwing them, carrying them, every everything. We do everything with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, your point about CrossFitters buying anything is is valid. Yeah. Everybody yeah. out there is like they're inspired by what they're seeing, right? Yep. Or they're yep. an athlete who's like just living their best life, you know, being out there. And they want to shop. They want to buy stuff. So, I mean, we've we've gotten such great feedback from all the vendors because they make money. They, they're selling their products because all the people there are, I mean, they're – I don't know what you want to call them. They're more than warm leads. Obviously they're, they're low hanging fruit. Everybody there is like, they want to have something that's got the event logo on it, or they want to have something that's at a discount, right? All the equipment is like, Hey, was our, uh, our equipment provider and they're, they're selling all their barbells. It's amazing equipment. Um, and it's all at like 20% off because it's in person. Right. So there's was a benefit to be in there because you have access to these cool um, the community companies. That are like there for the same reason you are, so they're going to work with you.
0: I wonder how a um, IV drip company would do it, an event like that.
1: You know, we had one. We had an IV drip company.
0: Like you know what I mean? Like you're selling them. Like you're like you have like twenty beds, and you're just giving people drips. My wife did one of those during COVID. She got re- she got sick when we were on vacation, and uh-huh. we paid someone. They came to the house, a nurse, and stuck a needle in her. And, dude, it, like, brought her back to life. I don't know what was in there, meth or what,
1: but <laughs> but it but it brought her back to life. IV meth. Yeah, I think you're on yeah. something there, 7. <laughs> <laughs> they um, came
0: in 2000. And, and what a uh, super hot day in Sacramento and someone selling bags of vitamin C that they can pump right into your blood. I don't know. I would think CrossFitters would eat that shit up.
1: Yeah, we had one a couple years ago, and I think they did pretty well. The problem with them is the price point is super high, right? So I think it costs – yeah, it's a, like a hundred bucks for a drip, or so. Sometimes people are walking around; they're not trying to spend that money, you know, on, right. on something like that. But
0: something they can't even take home.
1: Right, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get either a you know a smoothie, or a, or I could spend get ten smoothies for. Right. I mean,
0: get a service. smoothie, lunch, and some drinks afterwards. Right, or a drip. <laughs> how did you um? How so? Was there any leap like, hey, I went to Princeton. Um, I, I, I played uh, sports at probably some of the highest levels in the country, and I'm going to instead run a CrossFit gym. When you first, you know, parlayed all of that experience into one gym, one mom and pop small gym.
1: Yeah, what do you mean leap?
0: Just that um, you would think like, okay, this guy, this guy invested. $150,000 into his education played sports at this crazy high level and now he's going to settle down running a gym that's um uh you know 600 square feet in uh, okay. some small suburban town out in the middle of California as a, uh, as a yeah. corporate job and you know what i mean or try to work with some professional team or you you know what i mean or or sell pharmaceuticals you would be amazing at selling pharmaceuticals look at you you could be fucking I know.
1: meth meth and an IV drip i got my <laughs>
0: He was an amazing Adderall salesman. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so there, there was a little bit of a, a leap there, I guess, because, so I, like I said before, I had personal trained for three years in D.C., so I had kind of this, this skill set of coaching individuals that were not athletes uh, that I had developed, um, and then I went abroad for a year. That year after 2009, I went to Europe, and I did a master's. You're going to love this. I did a master's degree in European history. Wow. So my thought at that moment was I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be like Indiana Jones. That's really what I wanted to be. I wanted to. Oh,
0: dude, you would be an amazing Indiana Jones. I I see
1: I wanted to be a professor, but then travel. And then like, I thought that I could do like personal training, you know, on the side as like, you know, additional income.
0: Here's I the greatest it. compliment ever, sorry Blair. Uh Blair Morrison could sell Ozempic to an anorexic. Yeah, I'm telling you, look at him. <laughs>
1: you know what Ozempic is? That's the C- diet. Cave Dastro. What a great name. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so, go Indiana Jones.
1: So yeah, I thought I was that's what I thought at that time and I got over there and I was in this this awesome, you know, masters program where I got to travel around and I used, I wrote this blog called Anywhere it Fit, which is what I named my gym where I was working out kind of on the outskirts without a gym, you know, hanging ropes and climbing stuff and, and just making it work. Right. Training for the games in 2010 with nothing.
0: I remember that. I remember the, the anywhere fit, um, when you were starting that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was awesome. It was the best year of my life. I had so much fun. I loved the freedom. I loved the learning, but what I discovered was that professors lives kind of suck. They don't actually get to teach very much. They, they research all the time. And they have to publish. And so during that year is when I started to consider doing something different. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, that's when I started to consider um, opening a gym. Because I knew that I I loved this thing, this fitness thing. I love the games. I love the people I met at the games. And I had this... Um, this experience working out without a gym that I thought maybe I could bring a little bit to, to other people. Um, so the leap was obviously financially, it doesn't look as good as selling Ozempic to anorexics or, um, okay. yeah. yeah. But the flip side was, you know, I could just be, I, I didn't have to like uh, create a professional identity. I could just be who I was and and do this Thing. And, and I had the games as a little bit of momentum. My name uh, in the sport was, was good at that time. And so I thought that that was a, a, good, a good enough reason to start the business. Um, so I did. I moved home after that year, after the games in 2010. And I picked the location based on proximity to the lake. So we're right next to Folsom Lake, our first, our first location. And we would do trail runs to the lake. We would carry rocks. We would do all sorts of outdoorsy stuff. Um, and that kind of became our brand, the, the CrossFit anywhere brand was, yeah, we're going to train functional movements at high intensity, you know, across broad time and modal domains, but we're, in addition to the methodology, we're going to try to create an experience that people, uh, resonate with. That's, that's not just the gym. It's about what you can do with that fitness outside of the gym. Um, and so that, I mean, that was that was the idea. That was the brand identity, and the that was the leap. And luckily, you know, I started early enough in 2011 that there wasn't a saturation of the market yet, and we were able to get our foot in and, and build from there.
0: And that was your first gym, 2011. 2011. That's right. And and you've made, and you every year you still do something right where you take a group of people to some far off land like to, to Iceland or to Europe or something where and you guys. And that's, and that's also part of anywhere fit, right? I see that, like, I think your next trip is to Bali. Yeah.
1: We're going to Bali next June. So yeah, those trips are a big piece of, I mean, keeping, keeping me really happy. (laughs) Cause like I said before, that year that I got to travel and train was my favorite year. I love that. Everything about that experience was, was so like fulfilling. Um, and so I wanted to be able to keep doing that. But I knew that I wasn't going to be making enough money to be able to go do that by myself. It's like, hey, well, maybe there's some other people that want to do it. So I did the first trip in 2011. It was like the same, the same year we opened the gym. And uh, I did it with my buddy Sven. You might remember Iceland Sven from uh, oh, yeah. 2009. Yeah. So we met are that still, year. Are
0: you still friends with him?
1: Yeah, he's like one of my best friends.
0: Wow. That was the guy that came with Annie.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so we... We met that, met that guy was year. Shit. Yeah, I like yeah, that he's guy. Super cool guy. We met that year, and then when I was abroad, I went over to Iceland, visited him, and we just kind of built this friendship. And I told him about this idea, and he's like, "Oh, you have to do this in Iceland first year, Iceland." <laughs> right. And, uh, and Sven is. Um, if you ever get to meet Sven or talk to Sven, he has like boundless energy. He's like just adult, adult ADD in the best way possible. Um, so he helped me plan the first trip in Iceland. We had 32 people that mostly followed my blog wow. and they were from like 12 different countries and it was awesome. We all met in Iceland and we had, you know, we had a videographer to kind of like document it and we just went all over oh, I remember the
0: idea was, that. I remember the video now. now, now it's coming back to me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember you know, thinking, you know, wow, this is crazy. This guy's doing it.
1: Do you know, Ross Coughlin, do you remember Ross?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: He was the videographer for that, that first year.
0: Yes, he's still killing it, crazy. Yeah.
1: So yeah, we've been doing that ever since. Me and Sven, we we plan a trip, usually one, sometimes two per year, and we we just put it out on social media for whoever wants to go. And then it's ten days of of workouts. We usually visit a couple gyms along the way, but for the most part, it is outdoors. We swim, we run, we hike, we carry each other uh, up volcanoes, and whatever is like looks cool and awesome and will be a great memory. That's what we try to do. And the idea is that you'll remember that trip and that place more because you did a workout there. than if you just took a picture there. Right.
0: And have you ever done Bali before? No, never been to Bali. Wow. This is crazy. Are you friends with Dave Driscoll? That's where his gym
1: is, right? Yeah. I'm not friends with Dave. I'm going to try to connect with him so we can go see because Wanderlust is obviously on everybody's bucket list when they go to Bali um so yeah hopefully we can make that happen I know Lauren Fisher just went there or she's there right now so he's definitely open to the idea of having people come in and you know see it and share it but no we've never been to Bali we've been to Thailand we've been to Peru we did Machu Picchu one year we've been to Iceland multiple times Italy Sardinia been all over
0: Uh, how did Machu Picchu go did anyone get sick Every, everyone I know who goes there in big groups, at least one or two people fucking have a blowout.
1: You mean like altitude sickness?
0: No, just like they ate something wrong.
1: Oh. No, it was mostly the altitude. So we got off the plane in oh. Cusco, and it's like 13,000 feet, and everybody's got a headache right away. <clears throat> wow. It's way, up, it's way up there. Does it go away? Yeah. Yeah, it was away. And, and Machu Picchu is actually lower than that. So Machu Picchu is only like 7,500, 7, I think. So when you go down there, you feel, you feel fine. That's a hard ass country, man. People that live there are so tough. Everything is a mountain and a hill. Like I have so much respect for people that just like, they like carry their groceries two miles and it's like the hardest two miles you've ever done.
0: Straight up flight of stairs.
1: I mean, stairs and like hills. And like you said, the altitude is crazy. And and these people are doing it like practically barefoot. I mean, it's unbelievable
0: uh olivia uh, crossfit anywhere has a great location in folsom i used to live in folsom
1: yeah that's the one that's the original one so we're right by the lake there on the bike path and dude in the summertime we do lake swims once a week
0: uh G- clock when i first went up to the SAC area i thought folsom would be low rent it's the home of folsom prison after all it's the opposite such a nice
1: area yeah it's true folsom is really nice
0: uh Susie tell uh blair uh, would love to see you at our gym, uh, CrossFit Avalanche in North Lake Tahoe.
1: Oh, Susie, guess what? I'm going to be there today. We're coming to four o'clock class. Serious? Yeah. So we're doing. Uh, I'm taking our coaching staff up to Tahoe this weekend for a coach's retreat to kind of do like some movement clinic and like just some bonding. And so we're going to go see Miles uh, at Avalanche today. So we'll be there today.
0: Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Magnus Holmgren. Um, I live on, uh, at 8,500 feet. He's in Mexico. I wonder where he's at. Uh, it's all about getting used to it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I guess and you can get used to anything.
0: <laughs> when, when I, I mean, I live down here, uh, you know, in Santa Cruz. And whenever I go to Tahoe, it's, it's like that day you get there and you're carrying your luggage up just like, you know, like the eight stairs in the lobby in the hotel. It's like you're fucking winded. And that's, and that's like at 4,500 feet.
1: Yeah, that's true though. I mean, I feel like every time I go to Tahoe, I'm winded the first day. Yeah. But once I do a workout and get through that first workout, I don't feel winded anymore.
0: Like it unclogs you or something.
1: Yeah. Or like something happens in the blood. I know that they say it takes two weeks to fully acclimate somewhere and that's why, you know, people will go train in the mountains, but I feel like once you've done it a couple of times, I feel like your body has a memory there. And so you will adjust quicker. Um, once you go to try to do it again. Did, you own,
0: did you own five gyms during the sh- uh, shutdown?
1: No, I owned three gyms during the shutdown.
0: And did you shut them down?
1: Yeah. So our, what we did, we shut them down from, what was it? Middle of March, right? Until May 1st. So we shut down for six weeks. Oh my God. And then we opened on May 1st.
0: Was there a um, fuck you element when you opened up, like, or, or did they tell you you could open up, or was it like, okay?
1: Oh, no. No, they did was, not tell us we could open up. I mean, right. they were, I mean,
0: there were so many gray areas. I mean, I was, just re- I was just remembering this the other day. Blair, do you remember when there was talk like, hey, they might start reading our text messages? Do you remember when that was being proposed to see who's breaking guidelines? Do you remember hearing any of that? I was thinking about that today. I was looking for articles on that. So that the U.S. government was going to start reading our text messages to see, like, what the fuck is going on. So okay, crazy. sorry, so they didn't tell you could open at, but after six weeks, you just knew you kind of had to.
1: Yeah, we knew we had to. So, I mean, we, what well, we did our gyms. We, we suspended everybody's memberships. So nobody had to pay for, for the month of April. Um, and then if anybody wanted to pay the gym to like help, they could, but we, we suspended everybody's memberships. And then we restarted on May 1st for anybody who w- wanted to come back and we, We started doing 30 minute classes with like, you know, uh, taped out squares on the ground, uh, five people per class. And then by June 1st, it was up to 10 people per class. And by July 1st, there was no more tape on the ground. And our, my thought was gyms are a habit-based business. And if people are out of the habit of coming too long, even if they want to, and everybody has the best intentions of coming back, if you get them too far out of the habit, they're not coming back. They will replace that with some other habit that takes up their time and their money. Um, so we, we lost 35% of our membership on that May 1st that were not ready to come back. And most of them never came back, just like we predicted. But because we got the clock started in May and, and we're able to kind of like nimble our way around uh, everything, without too much uh, restrictions from the government, we we were able to get back to our full membership by March 1st, the next year. So basically it took us a year to get back to what we lost in That in that six weeks. Did,
0: did the state, did anyone ever come to your gyms and try to shut you down? Like the authorities?
1: Yes. We had a citizen in, in the full at the Folsom gym. He was a cyclist and he would park in our parking lot to get on the bike trail. And he would, he was calling the mayor of Folsom and he was like, Calling the city council and emailing them and saying that, you know, we were whatever we were, you know, the devil or something. And how many kids um,
0: did you have at that time? You had three gyms and how many kids? I had three kids. You had three. What, yeah. who, how old's your youngest kid?
1: Uh, Sutter, our son, youngest son is five.
0: Oh, okay. So you had all your kids before then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was like one during COVID. So, I mean, that guy, whatever. We, we, what he did is I, I spent 5,000 bucks and frosted all the windows so that you couldn't see, couldn't see inside. And that's all the, that was, was cool about that time was police, the police would come out to our, our location because they had to. And, and they were, they were cool. They were, they were cool. Like, hey, that makes are, me happy to hear
0: that. Good. Yeah.
1: They were like, we're not trying to ruin your business. We're not, we know you guys are trying to make people healthy. And that's a good thing when there's a pandemic. And like you know, people aren't standing next to each other for forty-five minutes on a treadmill, breathing each other's air. I mean, CrossFit is inherently separate. You're going to be moving around to different spaces, so they were all cool about it. And as soon as we frosted the windows, they didn't bug us. So you, you, you
0: know, what's crazy too, though, is is that I, I guess it's going to be like that no matter what with their humans. But I'm starting to realize more and more like how many, how many how many people have power or make judgments in places that they shouldn't even be making have that power or make those judgments like i went to get passports at the um, post office the other day for my kids and the guy's explaining to me that he needs to make sure that my kids are o- this is a guy who worked at the post office right he needs to make sure my ki- one of the things they have to do is make sure that the kids are okay because they don't issue passports to people unless their kids are okay and he's like so do you have good parents and i'm like what the fuck what if my what if my kid was like no my dad slapped me yesterday <laughs> talk to my fucking kid
1: dude that's crazy
0: i know dude
1: he's a, a post office slash social worker I, slash I child protective services at the post office
0: are your kids in school blair yeah you, you get worried about them being in school
1: we sent them to a waldorf school it's a charter school ah, okay it's a public charter so we got pretty lucky with that it's free it's funded by the state yeah they're cool. they're cool. um
0: Wow, free Waldorf school—that is lucky. Good job. Yeah,
1: so yeah, that's been great. I mean, and their, you know, their philosophy is much more about um, making kind of get make them be teach them to be good people first before a lot of the academic stuff. But I mean, all my kids—I mean, there's also some misnomers about it. all my kids read, they do math, they know how to do all those those things. Right, right It's not like they're right, coming right. out like a bunch of idiots. Um, but
0: oh, Waldorf's a great program. Waldorf's a yeah, great program. Anyone who thinks opposites just—they're—they're they're nuts. Yeah, it's I. Cool. I just keep hearing more and more stories of like, yo, uh, so-and-so said that that kid did that. And then child protective services is at the house and the hands, this all of a sudden the state's putting their nose in your business. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Maybe it's always yeah. been like that. And I've just become aware of it. Cause I have three kids also. What are their ages again? What are your ages?
1: Uh, our kids are eight, six and five.
0: Oh, okay. So you're where I'm at.
1: Yeah. I, have, I at.
0: have two sixes and an eight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, man. It's good ages.
0: I'm having a blast. Yeah, what do you, what 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 sports do you play with them? I do a ton of tennis with them. Ton. I don't we even play not- tennis.
1: <laughs> we have not done tennis yet, um, but we we have like a. My wife was a level ten gymnast at one point in okay. her life. Yep. And so we have um, a couple of requirements for our kids athletically that we say that you have to do swimming and you have to do gymnastics until you're ten, and then. Everything else is optional. So we play soccer. We play baseball. Um, my daughter dances and does theater. But the uh, swimming and gymnastics are the ones that are required. Don't get uh, that
0: gymnastics, I, I fully get. Um, uh, why, and, and, I, and, I, and I wish I would have done swimming. But why swimming? I wish my kids swam better.
1: A couple reasons. So number one, swimming is one of those like, life-saving skills that you always wish you were better at. Um, so for our kids, we want them to be super, super good in the water, Inoculated then,
0: from two thirds of the, the earth is covered in two thirds water. You, they're great swimmers. And now they have, they're inoculated from drowning.
1: Right. And they're not going to okay. have fear of the water and you know they're going to have confidence and then they can, they can surf, they can, they can do all sorts of fun stuff if they're confident in the water. Uh, but the second thing is I think that swimming develops your aerobic capacity better than any other sport. You have to hold your breath, learn how to use oxygen for it's the only sport that's like that. So they're going to get this foundation of aerobic capacity that only swimmers get. And then they can parlay that into any other sport that they want. Right. I remember as a kid swimming, coming out of swim team and going to soccer practice and just like dusting people on all the wind sprints because it just wasn't hard. It wasn't hard compared to swimming. So um, that's another reason. And then the last reason.
0: Great foundational shit.
1: Yeah, it's foundational shit. And there's like a, there's this swimming, swim practices suck. They're yeah. like the discipline it takes to go there at eight in the morning when it's cold outside and get in the water and do what the coach says. It's just not fun um, at that level. And there's, and then there's times when it's super fun. Like swim meets are like super fun time for the kids. They're not that fun for the parents, but they're really fun for the kids because they're just, hanging out, playing cards with their friends in sleeping bags and they go up and they do like a, a 20 second race and they're back. So it's like this good balance between you you put in this this disciplined effort for this reward. Um and they're they're just not they don't get that a lot. I mean most practices like I go to soccer practice and it's they're just playing. You know, it's fun. Baseball practice is fun. Swimming practice is hard. So it's cool to have them experience that and then get the payoff of, you know, of game day the way it's going to be later on. So that's the reason.
0: I, I, I love it. Um, uh, maybe I think maybe you've influenced me. Uh, uh, front tail, uh, tell me you're gay without telling me you're gay. I play
1: tennis. Fine, I'm gay. I know. I'm tennis is awesome. We haven't born. done tennis yet because it's, that's a hard thing to teach a kid.
0: Dude, uh, uh, my kids, my kids don't go to school. So all my kids do is skateboard, fight, and tennis. <laughs> all, all day, every day. So, so it, it's like basically seven days a week. They're just martial artists. They play tennis and then and they skateboard. And it's just this constant fucking grind. But I but I think because we live right by the ocean, I probably should do something where I'm like, hey, guys, for six months, we're giving up one day of tennis, one day of jujitsu and, and striking and one day of um, uh, skateboarding. And we're just going to swim. So we're going to do three days of swimming for the next and probably change their world. Like as you were saying that, I'm like, okay, I need to do that. Yeah, even just a six month crash course where we just I take them to uh, swim every single day for uh,
1: six months. Yeah, you'd be surprised if you get if you go to like a like a good team or a club or whatever. Yeah, you'll you'll be surprised how fast they learn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and they're not going to be good swimmers, and they're not made for swimming. They're they're just they're. Right. I'm, I'm slightly taller than what's a legal dwarf. I mean, yeah, I, it, I'm yeah. It's not, but but yeah, it's I mean, totally okay. I agree.
1: You never know. Maybe they can just swim underwater.
0: Well, and but this is what um, my kids could be world class uh, surfers. My I could have the next Kelly Slater, but I will never know it if they're too afraid to be in the ocean.
1: Right. That's yeah. it.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to hear anyone say they're not the next Kelly Slater. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kelly oh, Slater didn't know he was the next Kelly Slater.
0: Um. Right. I mean, you're not supposed to have more than one gym and you have five. Tell me, tell me this, um, how you went from one to two to three to four to five. Why are you um, being, why are you being so naughty? Why are you hoarding all the gyms in your area?
1: So, okay. That's a good question. So I, I started with our first gym in 2011 and I opened a second gym that eventually closed like a year later. And then I opened the third gym, which did is that scar
0: a- you something bad that scarred you. You're like, Oh, that was stupid. I bit off more than I could chew.
1: Yeah, it actually is surprisingly easier than I think most people allow themselves to think. Okay. Like you fail at something, you learn. You learn from it, and that so long as you didn't like overinvest a ton of money that you know like breaks your family, you move on. You just move on to the next thing, and that's okay. Um, But I learned from that. I learned it was like not the right location. Like the the area was affluent like Folsom is, but it didn't have enough population to support, you know, multiple CrossFit gyms. And there was multiple CrossFit gyms. So that was a failed experiment. Um, we opened our second, our second one or well, our third one, but we became our second one in 2013. Um, and then that was the last time I opened a new gym 2013 because at that time oh. Sacramento was, full. I mean, we have 50 affiliates. Wow. As- fifty
0: five zero. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we had a lot of affiliates and like the market wasn't supporting the ones that we had, let alone new ones. And that's kind of what I, I try to advise people that want to open a CrossFit gym now is if you're in a place that already has CrossFit and it's established and the market is kind of dictating what the demand is, listen to that. <laughs> Don't, just think that you're, you're going to do it better and you're going to, um, flip things on its head. It's just not the way it works. Instead, what we did is we, we absorbed existing communities. So in 2018, we absorbed uh, a gym that was in downtown Sacramento, called CrossFit analog. The owner just wanted to move on. And so we took over, rebranded it and just kind of just basically kept a roof over the existing community's head and tried to improve it. Um, that was our third gym. And then in, after COVID, you had a lot of this coming in happening where people got cleaved, right? Like half their gym is gone and they're not coming back. And the owners are like, dude, this is my second gig. I don't have the energy to rebuild this thing the way it needs to be done. Mm. You know, does anybody, does anybody want to, to buy it? So that's what we did in 2021. We, we took over CrossFit Centurion, which is in Rancho Cordova. And that's Ian, Ian and Allison ran that gym for 14 years. One of the first affiliates in our area.
0: Who, 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 who are they?
1: Uh, Ian Carver, Ian and Allison okay. Carver. Okay. Um, and, you know, they're great coaches, um, um, Sacramento Sheriff. And so we just, we kind of t- came in, absorbed the community into our, our, broader, our broader community and, you know, just continued it right? Just let kind of built on what they had. And that gym's doing great. It's thriving. It's amazing. And then the fifth one was a similar situation, not really a COVID issue, but like the owner uh, is CrossFit echelon out in in, in the Lincoln area. And uh, Adam wants to move. He wanted to move to Montana. You know, he wanted to take his family out of California, move to Montana. He had an opportunity.
0: Can't blame him for that.
1: Yeah. So he reached out. I was like, yeah, dude, we'll take it. And what year was that? That was this year. That's in March.
0: Dude, you are a busy man. Is your wife full time working on the gyms too? No.
1: She has a she has a, a job, a J O B. No, she I mean she has a job, but it's her. She's she personal trains and, and does nutrition. So she has she has like I don't know, probably 10 or 15 clients that she does, you know, whenever whenever she wants <clears throat> at the gyms or at home. So but gym, but, you, the, but you do the gyms. I do the gyms. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And and
0: and you have do you own a home also?
1: Yeah. Holy shit, dude. You are a busy man. <laughs> yeah, we're busy, but I mean, it works. I mean, I coach. Obviously, I mean, five gyms is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. There's and yeah. I think this is probably this is the way we the way I do it now. There's no way I could do any more because I I open one of the gyms every day of the week, so. I think five gyms, five days. I, I I'm the first coach there at one of the gyms each of the five days. Um, but in general, how, how coach, old are you, Blair? Uh, how old do you think I am?
0: Uh, thirty-eight. Forty-one. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't look thirty-eight, but I just knew that you had to be older just because you've been around so long. Do people okay. sometimes confuse you with Kelly Slater?
1: No, that's a no. very nice compliment. It's a oh. handsome man, Kelly Slater. He's got yeah, bluer, bluer eyes than me, I think.
0: I think – I mean, you look better than him. I mean, he looks good, but I think you look better than him. I wonder if he's older than you. Okay, sorry. So if maxed out at five. Sorry, I, I I took I took us off course. Uh, maxed out at five. You taught the class today.
1: Yeah, so I I feel like that's five days of the week, five gyms. I can, I can have a presence, and that's kind of the way I like to do it. I, I coach about 20 hours a week between the five gyms. Crazy. Which, I mean – it's not a lot. That's totally manageable. I'm still, I'm still at home. Like it's not a lot of hours,
0: but it's giving a lot. I mean, it's you're giving of yourself for 20 hours. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. And then, and then there's, I mean, there's other stuff, you know, I mean with kids that's like so much, so much time and giving, but I mean one thing I'll ask you this question. How do you, how do you know, if you have a, a hard life or an easy life.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh, I, I, uh, one litmus test is when I wake up, I don't want to go to bed at night. And when I wake up, I'm so fucking like I told my wife yesterday, I'm not a happy person. I'm a stimulated person. I'm so, I'm so excited when I wake up, I can't wait. I'm like fly out of bed.
1: Right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think the way, you know, if you have a hard life or an easy life, or what it de- what de- what determines whether you have a hard life or an easy life, or a good life or a bad life. Uh-huh. What determines that is what you tell yourself, mm. and that's it. Because oh, yeah. hard right. and easy, it's subjective. You know, I look at the people that live in Peru and I'm like, oh my god, that life is rough. And I ask them, and they're like, this is no big deal, right? It's all relative to what they think about their life or what I think about my life. So I have five gyms and i coach 20 hours you know i could tell myself all day long that oh my god i'm like i'm grinding this is hard like i don't want to get up early it's too much and i'm going to believe that eventually right, right. i will believe that whatever i tell myself i will believe it cuz otherwise you know you're going to you're going to have like a you know a psychotic episode where you're you're like a split person so you're going to convince yourself of whatever you want it is to convince so just I don't tell myself that it's that hard. I tell myself that I get more people to, to interact with. And I'm an extrovert. I love that. I get energy from people. So the fact that I have five gyms and I have to be up at 415 or 4. 30 five days a week, that's not a hardship. That's just, you know, who, who else gets to do that? I don't know anybody that has five gyms. So no, I don't know.
0: I don't know anyone either. This is a great question. Uh um, Pool boy. Hey, Blair, do you sometimes show up at the wrong gym at 5, 5 a.m. and go, oh, fuck, I was supposed to be here tomorrow, not today? Dude. <laughs> that happen? Uh,
1: no, I never get all the way to the wrong gym, but I do start driving to the wrong gym. Yeah. I have to like f- quick like, flip around. So, yeah, that's, that's, that, that happens.
0: The tennis place and the skateboard place are in the same park that my kids go to but it's a mile and a half drive all the way around through a couple different stoplights to get to tennis versus skateboarding. And so many fucking times I'm just on autopilot going to the wrong one. And the kids will be like, dude, and I'll be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so the kids like, know too. The kids, I get know. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brad, Patty. Hey, I want to go back and, and, and talk about that story thing. Cause I, I need to ask you a favor. Um, yeah. Braddy, Pat, Patty. Um, Sevon Blair single-handedly got me Sevon. Blair single-handedly got me started doing CrossFit in 2007. I watched every video blog he posted on his Anywhere Fit blog for 2 years. Oh, that's cool. That's way cool. Thanks, Brad. Hey, um you you don't you, Did you even know I had a podcast before I invited you on? Yes. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Did you know it was like this, like people talking and and just all over the place and people chiming in and
1: Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't listened to it a ton. I don't okay. listen to a lot of podcasts because I'm usually, uh, I should, I should actually, because I drive it a fair amount getting to the gyms. But um, I have, I have seen you. I'm trying to think of which episodes that I've seen. I Did you know, know it was
0: it live? Before. Did you know it was live? No. Oh, okay. Kind of like cool, it. right? Yeah, yeah. I was right. gonna say I could see, I could see that you're, I, I, um. I'm starting to become in tune to guests who are like stimulated by the live and kind of like excited by it. And I just saw you kind of get excited by it. And yeah. I like that. I, yeah,
1: like, I like surprisingly.
0: It. Like, Oh, this is fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Better, better than I thought. Right. Better than you thought.
1: Your voice is richer than I thought. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: okay. I have this friend. I don't think uh, he listens to the show and he's telling himself a story about his kids And I need to tell him to change the story. I didn't realize that until you just explained it to me. He's how, how am I going to say that to him? Like, I wouldn't, I, all the stories I tell myself about my kids are like positive. Right. What a fucking stud. Look at that smile. I can't believe how nice his quads look. Oh my God. He has beautiful eyes. Oh, look at that stroke. Oh, he's so funny. Like, I just got, all my stories, like, oh my god, look at him sleeping. He looks like a little chipmunk. I mean, I'm just like, I'm. So, oh, I can't wait till the podcast is over. Um, uh, I can't wait till fucking I get rid of Blair so I can go hang out with my kids. Okay, Sebby, push that one away.
1: Yeah.
0: What am I? How am I gonna tell my friend? He's he's got some negative stories about one of his kids.
1: Like he's uh, resenting him, or
0: it's just not. It's just not even a real story. They're just. It's it's. it's I hear a lot of parents do this. They say, Oh God, kids are so much trouble. Right. And it's like, dude, I I I cannot let that out of my mouth. Um and 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 his story about one of his kids is so at the time I'm just like, hey, I'm glad I'm there and you can talk to me about it. But now that I'm hearing you say it, I need to be like, it was it was a little much. I need to be like, hey, dude, you need to flip the script. Like it's now it's been going on for like a couple months. Yeah. And I mean, and I, and his kid is a fucking uh, uh, a phenom. Like the kid is a very special special child, like an amazing child. But but a handful, but a fucking handful. Right.
1: I mean, I think I mean his, his feelings are valid. and So you don't want to like discount what he's what he's trying to vent to you, but Right. And, and but, but what he's got to do is also realize that humans are extremely perceptive right? It's not just what you say to us, it's how you say it. And the kid's going to pick up on his energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to become the kid's reality. Because more than anything, what children do is they, they model their parents, and they become the avatar that their parents see them as. Mm-hmm. So if he continues to focus on the difficulty that the kid causes him, the kid's going to start to see himself as difficult, right? Whether he's saying it to him or not. And that's a hard thing to do, because you have to Be first of all, be conscious of it, right? And second of all, be like intentional about, like you said, changing the story or flipping the script. Because he, I mean, it's like training. You can can train yourself to believe anything, like literally anything. And so he can, by telling himself, focusing on the fact that his kid's a phenom or that the fact that his kid is difficult is actually a blessing, right? It's gonna make this kid, that much better at whatever he does because you supported him through these things like it will get easier it will get easier to believe that story as opposed to the cop-out which is my life's hard woe is me nobody has it hard like i do which is such bullshit i mean i hate it one of the one of the most common things you hear from people is that god everything's busy i'm like yeah no shit everybody's got the same 24 hours everybody fills them up everybody feels busy that, that, that statement literally means nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. everybody's busy. Yeah. Don't tell me you're busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell me your life's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to say
0: it when my shit gets crazy. I'd be like, fuck, I have too many good choices. There you go, like, huh? Life's like a buffet. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. I'm never going to be able to try everything here. I got some serious good problems.
1: Or if you're going to say you're busy, say life's busy, but it's great. Like I'm yeah. busy, but it's awesome. Like you know, or,
0: or and it's great. I don't even like but.
1: Yeah, and it's great.
0: Um, so maybe what I heard you say. Let me see if I heard you correctly. Um, uh, don't tell your friend. Tell your wife to tell your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I said. <laughs> I just think because I he's gonna take it like I'm talking about him. When I don't really care about him, I'm more, I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt his ego. I'm trying to talk, I'm trying to do what's best for for his kid. Why
1: don't you not talk about him? Just talk about his kid. Just like, go go inception style, right? You just talk about how great his kid is. How, how great is, I do talk about how great his kid is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then he, he makes the connection that he needs to think about it that way.
0: And I don't want him to convince me that his kid's anything other than great either. And, right. and 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 he'll start doing that if he keeps, if he keeps this up, I'm going to start thinking the same thing he thinks about his kid. And I don't want to think that.
1: No, I agree. Cause,
0: I, Cause I've known, I know his kids, a, a crazy gifted uh, human being.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm still going to, Hey, I'm still going to ask my wife to do it. That's all right. Instead of me. That's all right. She'll be way better at talking to him.
1: She's a good communicator.
0: She's just like, um, she, she won't bring any ego to it. Right yeah you know what I mean and and I and I probably will like part of me will be like here let me tell you something and and if hes if he sniffs that out on me, I'm fucked
1: no that's true I mean it's I mean being a parent is really hard and yeah. everybody everybody knows that it's hard and it's easy to get defensive about it so that's probably smart are all five of your gyms affiliated blair almost so that's something that's actually been a nice change recently so you remember. Back in the day, it was like one brick and mortar facility, one affiliate, yeah. right? Yep. You had one one owner. You could only own one. You had to get your your wife or your dad or you know your head coach to be the owner of, or the uh, the licensee of record. Yeah. And I've been fighting that forever because I don't I didn't like we had we had three gyms forever and one was affiliated and two weren't. You know, and we had to scrub CrossFit from the website. We couldn't have the word CrossFit anywhere on our website at all because not all of them were affiliated because, I mean, just to be honest, it didn't make sense to do it. You know, we're in the same market. It's one gym with multiple locations. Like having the additional name didn't benefit us. It's like just it's money you're throwing away. And at that time, you know, Greg's model was very laissez-faire. It was cream rises to the top. We're not going to put any additional resources into PR or anything like that um so all you were getting was the name recently though with um the changes that have been made there they've softened on that and so now we are allowed to have the same licensee of record on multiple gyms which is cool do you have to pay more
0: like for two gyms you have to pay double and three gyms triple
1: yeah you have to pay for every one of them
0: so so why do that why not just have one affiliated I'm betting on
1: leave. I'm betting on CrossFit right now. I okay. think I think I like what I heard from from Don Fall and you, you met
0: him. You, did you go somewhere where he was?
1: Yeah, I went to our West Coast affiliate gathering. He was there. I met him again at uh, at the games this last year, and I believe him. I think he says he wants to grow CrossFit to thirty million participants, <laughs> and I think I think that's what he wants. I've actually talked to the the chief marketing officer about this because I have a couple ideas how we can do this locally. Who's
0: that? Who's the chief marketing officer?
1: Oh gosh. I was hoping you weren't going to ask me. I just met him one time over zoom. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a man. Yeah. Is he new?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So sorry. So you met him.
1: So what happened in your conversation with him? You liked what you saw? Yeah. I I just, I feel like they're going to start putting resources towards growing the brand so that having the name CrossFit, will be beneficial. Whereas in the past, it's, you know, it's been hit or miss. Sometimes it's a benefit. You get the, the, the diehards and, but then you're also scaring a lot of people away by calling it a CrossFit gym. So I think I'm betting on it. I think it's going to grow in the next five years. And so I think it's worth it to be, to have each gym affiliate. And, and like, dude, like that's the thing is all these gyms that deaffiliate, people always think, Oh my God, they're like turning their back on CrossFit. And like, that's not my experience. I I feel like these, these owners that are doing this are, I mean, sometimes like with the stuff that sometimes it is that, you know, but mostly they're just trying to save their business. You know what I mean? They're trying to save their business and they're thinking that, Hey, that $3,000 I have to pay is not generating me $3,000 worth of clients. Okay. And if I can, if I can get more people in by simple, math,
0: simple math, no, no moral yeah. decision. No, like, fuck you. No, like, I love this. Just like, Hey, what am I getting from it?
1: Right. And most of the, most of them, everybody still does CrossFit. That's the thing. The methodology right. is so good. It's like almost undeniable. So they don't stop doing CrossFit as it's defined, you know, like the movements that we know and the, the time domains that we know, they just are trying to find a way to get more people in their doors So if they have to trick them into doing CrossFit, they'll trick them because what's more important than loyalty to a brand name is feeding your family and keeping your business open. All that stuff that I know you've had, that might be the interview that I saw. You had a CrossFit book. What's her name? Chris Cooper.
0: Oh, Emily. Emily. Emily, uh, Yeah, you had Emily on
1: here. And she's, man, she's a sharp one. That's for sure. Um, Super smart. But when all that stuff went down with Greg, and the all Floyd the, 19, the Floyd 19 yeah, stuff. Yeah, the Floyd 19 stuff, right? Which is so cool that she's coming in here and like showing what he was actually trying to say. I love that. All the gyms that um, deaffiliated, I, I guarantee you that 90% of them didn't do it because they thought Greg was a racist. They did it because all their gym members would have quit if they didn't.
0: Right, right. Well, I know that's true for a lot of the gym owners also who felt like they had to make a statement. Yeah, because their their members made them feel like they had to.
1: Yeah, I mean we 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 posted on our our affiliate screen. We posted a, a blacked out screen to show support for for our black members and everybody in the community that felt that what he said was was wrong. We didn't we didn't deaffiliate. You know, I mean, luckily the way the affiliation works is you have a year to like make that decision, and that you know, and we never did. But I don't I don't fault the people that did that. Because if they, have, if they lost their business, that's a, worse, that's a worse scenario. You know what I mean? It,
0: so. it was it – was, uh, so you're saying it was – from the majority, you're thinking it was a financial decision. Crazy pressure. Like you got kids at home. You're just trying to figure out a way to keep the lights on and be able to keep shopping. I mean, but remember,
1: I mean everybody was fighting just to keep the lights on anyways at that time. Remember? Right. I remember, right. dude, I remember that time being like like every week it felt like somebody was trying to like close my business. Like Every week. It was like either
0: some ding dong in the parking lot.
1: Yeah. It was some ding dong in the parking lot. It was a new thing from the governor from Newsom about how you got to close trails and like gyms are the, are the enemy. And then, you know, Greg comes out and has this, this, this faux pas and now everybody hates CrossFit. I'm like, dude, like, give me a break. (laughs) Like this is hard enough as it is when like the economy is good and we got to convince people that CrossFit isn't going to like tear their shoulder off or get grow big traps on all the women it's like i gotta deal with this too like it was that was a rough rough stretch man and then we had in california we had wildfires like crazy it was like you couldn't even go outside right that was that was terrible time man so yeah i i i cut those those people that did that a lot of slack and i think what crossfit is doing now is they're trying to recapture all those people Mm -hmm. uh, and be like hey nobody's holding the grudge We know you're still doing CrossFit. You know you believe in the brand. Like, let's work together, work with us. Let's get back so that we can spread this, you know, this this methodology and this community to the most people possible. And we can't do that if all of you guys are staying unaffiliated. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm with that. So I'm I'm I've gotten, I think we've gotten four out of the five affiliated. We're trying to do it like spaced out. But yeah, sure. we're gonna have all five of them as official CrossFit affiliates,
0: and it's not cheap.
1: No, it's not cheap, but it's it, not it's not crazy expensive either. Is so. it three thousand? Yeah. You went to the West Coast event in Portland? No, it was in um, Pleasanton. It was back in it was back in like February.
0: Okay, and they've had another one since then that was up in um, right Portland, right? Right. The one that was in Pleasanton was kind, of uno- it was kind of unofficial, right? Was Dave there for that one?
1: Uh, yeah, Dave was there. Um, okay. It was I before I... he was officially brought back on, but he was...
0: That he was, was, no, was that at CrossFit Livermore?
1: It was at CrossFit Pleasanton.
0: Oh, at, at Craig Howard's gym?
1: Diablo? No. no, it wasn't at Diablo. No, it was at uh, Zoltan Heights gym.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know who but, that
1: is. But Craig was there. Kalipa was there. Okay. Kalipa, he reaffiliated. Yeah. Um I mean everybody was there. It was cool. I mean it was a big gathering. It was the first one. So I think I don't know if it was unofficial. No, I got a t-shirt. It was official.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Beaver.
0: And... I'm excited. That's always weird when a guy named Eaton Beaver is excited. I like excited. <laughs> do, um do you do you have a um uh, uh did you ever have a mentor? Did you ever use anyone like two brain or did, did any any like business services no no
1: no i mean you learn from other people in business and i'm part of a i have a a group that i'm a part of in sacramento but it's a bunch of different industries um and it's like you know 12 10 to 12 people but it's like a a ceo group and so i learned from them and um but no never any any subscription service to like to lay out the roadmap just kind of figured it out
0: Lo- local dudes
1: yeah local dudes
0: um and this um do you have any other irons in the in the fire uh three kids uh an event that's growing every year and then um shit uh f- five gyms the affiliates and then also the the travel uh anywhere fit you know tra- tra- once a year travel thing do you have any other irons in the fire
1: um we're going to do another event in Hawaii. We're going to partner with Hale, the equipment company, and we're going to try to bring an event like ours to Hawaii. So that'll be in – we're going to probably do that in February. Of this year? Yeah. It'll be smaller scale. It's not going to be like what you came to, but the goal is to grow it so that Hawaii has has something like we have for their athletes to go to and then hopefully bring in – the, the higher profile athletes to
0: uh, why hawaii why not go, go um reno or san diego like reno would be cheap cheaper significantly cheaper
1: yeah but reno can come to sacramento
0: right all right fair all right, yeah. Shit. All right. that's ball and you're in are you doing that with um um alderman yeah then too wow yeah are, are you guys are you guys partners on that the the norcal classic yep you know him a long time
1: yeah, we've known each other, yeah, about gosh, eleven, twelve years. He's also he's he's one of my best friends as well. So I partner with him for this and we partner for this Sven for the other thing. And um, you know, it's almost like they're businesses and we run them like businesses. They're their own entities that we pay taxes on and everything. But um I wouldn't want to do it by myself. I really like the opportunity to like share that with people that i love and care about so it makes it better N-
0: nothing in my life ever changed when i used to go to school i only went to school for my friends so i loved going to school to see my friends and when i worked at crossfit nothing ever changed there either i really liked going to work because my friends were there i just liked going to work to, to hang out with my friends and so that's kind of what you've done but you're you're
1: yeah. you're working with your
0: friends you want to go and like and see your friends oh which island blair
1: uh, it's going to be on Oahu.
0: Oh, that's cool. Shit, that's really cool. A uh, Rambler. Look, already, already, uh, someone's going. Yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard it here um, first on on, on Savon's podcast.
0: Uh, asymmetric ears. This guy did. Do you have asymmetric asymmetrical ears? I don't know. I don't know either. I I may have missed that. I may be out of the joke for that one.
1: Um, they're big, but I don't think they're asymmetrical.
0: Uh, you, you're, has your when you, um I was looking at going through your Instagram and your body you've you're a lot leaner than you used to be. Have you stopped um, lifting all the heavy shit? Or are you not competing yeah. at the? Have you have you reduced that? I mean, you look, I mean, you look great. Don't get me wrong, you look fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thanks, but you, man. but you used to be thicker, right? What's how much do you weigh now? I weigh one ninety. And what did you weigh in your heyday as a games athlete? 190. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah.
1: So I think um, I'd straight. have a little bit less. I think I have less like shoulder girth than I used to. Yeah. Because that was a little bit closer to when I was playing football. And you mm-hmm. just have, you do more pressing and stuff like that. Yeah. But overall, my body has not changed much. Um, but people say that. And I always remind them that, all those pictures of me at the games is like mid workout when you're all like pumped up and looking big. Yeah. And obviously people look a lot bigger on a, uh, on camera. Yeah. So- look at this.
0: Look look at this. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Look at this. Uh, where is it? Uh,
1: let me show you this picture.
0: Are you on a computer screen or a phone
1: computer? Okay. Yeah.
0: Wait till you see this. Look at, look at this. I'm a tiny little man. Now look at me with a tank top on. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: See? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just last week. It's
1: all angles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just a a quick snap with the tank top on. I've been flexing six minutes straight.
1: I see. I I see see you. You rock that hairstyle. That looks good on you. Oh, thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. The chat now hates you. Everyone used to love you in the chat. Now they hate you. They fucking hate my hair. (laughs)
1: I wish I could do it.
0: <clears throat> um, Any advice to anyone who's going to dip their toe and open an affiliate now? I'm uh 21 years old. I fucking love CrossFit. I've been doing it for three years. I had games aspirations. Now I'm kind of like thinking I want to open a gym. I have my L1. I've watched every video.
3: Mm-hmm
0: uh i don't i don't i don't have a family like an idiot i got a dog (laughs)
1: um yeah so my advice would be like i said before like look at the market as as it stands already if there's already you know 10 gyms in a metropolitan area of like whatever a million people it's not not a huge place it's probably not a good idea or what you should do is try to Buy one of the existing ones rather than start from scratch. Um, it's always easier to find a location and fill it with bodies that are already converted than it is to like build them one at a time. Um, so that's my first thing. Is I, like if it were me, I wouldn't I wouldn't start from scratch. I would try to buy an existing affiliate and then improve it. Or sometimes you can get an affiliate that is like fractured. Right. And they, maybe it's not doing well. And what it needs is to like divide into two gyms and maybe you could do it that way. But if you are going to start from scratch, just make sure you have a radius around you that has enough bodies, enough people that, that make enough money that want to support fitness. Um, and Yeah, man. Honestly, like, I feel like branding. People get really wrapped up in the branding of uh, like what their logo is going to look like and what their color scheme is going to be. And everybody's in this like Pinterest world where it all has to look really, really good and clean. And there's there's nothing wrong with that, except that it can't. It's not going to. It's not going to outpace a good product. So if you if you're not a good coach and you don't have a personality that will invite people in. Across like a wide range of ability levels, you're not going to be successful. So you got to like look at yourself in the mirror and be like, am I that person? Cause that's who they're going to come see. It's going to be you. Don't go into it as like a, an absentee owner. Like, Hey, this is my, my, my pet project. I just want to have a gym to work out in. And I'm going to offload the head coaching duties to somebody else. That person should be the owner, right? At least in the beginning. And then once you've been there for a bunch of years and you've earned pet people's trust and then you can come in, you know, like I do, I coach, I try to coach everybody once a week. I can still see them and I already have this. Um, really?
0: So so you have a floating schedule?
1: No, I have the same schedule every week,
0: but I. Oh, you you try to coach everyone at all five gyms, though, at least once every week? I try to see them at least once a week. Wow. So okay. I either, so you I mean, coach I, at all five gyms? Yeah. Oh shit. Sorry if I wasn't listening well. That's amazing. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: So like every like Monday I open downtown, Tuesday, I open Rancho, Wednesday I open Folsom, Thursday I open Whitney and Friday I open Rockland. So I get that first class of the day and then the rest of the day in the evenings, I will do the same thing. I'll try to rotate to the different locations. Wow. But I, I am not the face they see the most anymore, but like, I've earned that, right. right. I've earned right. that, that I can just come in and like, hit the flywheel and and keep, keep the momentum going in the beginning, when you're starting, like they need to see you. You're the one that they're committing to. Right. And so they need to, you have to, you have to make them believe that this is worth their time, their money and their effort. So that's my advice is like, don't be an absentee owner, commit to it all the way. Don't go into an area that's already saturated buy an affiliate if you can instead and just build off that community
0: uh vanessa Swayfit, uh blair morrison you are a badass blair i want to show you this um i've been having greg on the show on tuesdays and um and he one of the things he said when he came on the show and i and i used to he used to do this when i was with him is he would try to get he would talk to people so like if we were like in the in, in the mall somewhere and like there was someone who was 350 pounds in line next to us he'd be like hey why aren't you going to the gym? He would just open with that. And they'd right. be like, well, oh, I've been to the gym in 20 years. Right. And he'd be like, well, I, I, there's a local CrossFit gym here. What if I get you a membership or what if I, t- you know, call the owner right now and get you in there? And he would just start talking to him or he'd see someone drinking a Coke and he'd be like, Hey, that's going to give you diabetes. And they'd be like, I already got diabetes. And Greg's like, you want me to help you get off of it? I know a gym. It's like down late. there." Yeah. Oh dude, I would hear that one regularly. It's crazy. So this dude took that idea He's like – and Greg would be like, hey, dude, if you're, not, if, you're, if you're not walking around being a coach and like seeing like broke if you're like a mechanic and you see broken down cars, you should be walking over to people and being like, hey, I could fix your shit. Right. Um, so this guy heard – this guy, Joe Nels of CrossFit Kenosha, heard Greg say that. And then he also heard, on the other hand, Don Fall say he wants to grow this thing by 30 million CrossFitters. So uh-huh. this dude has started this project yesterday where he's going to videotape, make these two-minute videos, where he where he tries to get a new gym member every like day. Really? So so here oh, he man. is, and it's fucking amazing, dude. This thing could be this – this series could be crazy. So he has someone film it, and he's and just in the uh, grocery okay. store. So, my name's Joe. And he sees this dude, and he just goes yeah. – Yeah? There's actually a gym just on the road.
1: Yeah? Yeah? What do you know about it? I've
2: heard of it yeah
1: yeah so it's just, so so basically that's just his
0: first one yeah but he's gonna start publishing these every day where he's gonna just suck it up and go up and talk to people and try to bring people into the gym that's awesome yeah that's dope
1: right <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool man i like that and you know what's funny is if people see the camera there they're more likely to say yes
0: oh that's interesting
1: you know he's actually probably got a pretty good chance of uh, bringing people in because they're going to, you know, there's peer pressure of the camera. That's interesting. Right.
0: And yeah. and then he shows, so he got two people that day. And then the, the show ends with at 530 in the morning. It shows one of the guys walking in. And what, what's cool is, is that um, it, this, it, it kind of has this reality show, TikTok, Instagram feel. But instead of like, I got you or making fun of someone or someone getting beat up or they're shit robbed. Um, right. It's like. it's speaking directly to our community anyway i just i just loved this um i think this is going to be an inspiration for a lot of crossfit gym owners
1: it's pretty cool it's a cool idea (laughs) it's ballsy you have to be out there and people don't like to talk to strangers so right if you're if you're if you're the face of the business i mean you're the one that's got to do it so that's pretty cool
0: and someone like you, like you were saying you're an extrovert, like you could do that in line when you're at Safeway, the dude in front of you and be like, hey. Or even like the, someone has kids and be like, hey, we got a CrossFit kids class. You should bring your kids.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you should hear me talk about it at, at pickup at school. Like every yeah. parent knows. I'm wearing my CrossFit stuff every day. they avoid you,
0: they're like, oh, fuck, here comes Blair. God, put away the wrapper. <laughs> do, do you have a CrossFit kids class
1: at your gym? Yeah, yeah. And how's it doing? Uh, we do it mostly for homeschool kids, actually. So, like, oh, like yeah, my so kids. They get, yeah, yeah, they get credit for PE for coming in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, during the school year, that's, that's really who it is. In the summertime, we open it up to, to more of the, the members' kids because they're out of school and they have more time. But it does pretty well. I mean, it's like eight to 10 kids. And we also have this one, man, actually, you'll like this. So, we have one at our Rockland gym. We partner with the police department for their PAL program, uh-huh. their Police Activities League. And so then for their pal on Tuesday, Thursday nights, the kids come in and do, and do CrossFit for free.
0: Are they, are they like uh, kids who've been in trouble, like got caught like guns and stealing? No. no,
1: no, no, no. It's more just like kids that are in the community. So they're they're like teenagers. It's like junior high and high school. And so then we have like we had them in last night. There's like 25 kids in here. So um, it's pretty cool
0: my my buddy uh, Travis Beigent you probably remember him from the CrossFit games he did the commentating there and now yeah. his son his son is now uh, quarterback for the Chicago Bears and he told me that if you cannot give a kid a cell phone till they're 15 and you and you and you also have a kid doing CrossFit his whole life as a little kid he'll be 95% better than all the other kids
1: at everything i mean the cell phone thing i 100% believe <laughs> you know, like, super anti cell phone <laughs>
0: Says the CrossFit gym owner. I fucking love that. Yeah, but I really like that. And then take what Jeremy Kinnick said. Uh, if you can keep your kid outside 80% of the time, there's really nothing else you have to do. And, 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 I, and I believe that, too. I mean, I'm paraphrasing yeah. what he's saying, but, like, my kids flourish outside. Flourish. Yeah. Flourish. Outside kids. Outside kids.
1: No, I mean, it's true. I mean, there's a connection to, to nature that, they, that, they, that everybody's, everybody's losing. Um. Boys so, are crazy
0: inside. Boys will fuck shit up inside. Right. Outside, they're just like just normal people. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's like it's like bring a bat into your house. It's a. Fu- <laughs> have you ever been in a room and a bat flies in there and there's like six of you like with a bong and you're like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, that's not a, wait- a good situation. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're
0: way too. That's what it's like being in a room with the- bats. Do not belong inside.
1: Have you ever been in a room with a bat? Yeah, up it, at our it, cabin it, in Lake Almodore, our bat came in where everybody's like freaking out, trying to like. It's crazy, right? It's just a blur. Yeah. Well, it's like that (laughs) scene from uh, the great outdoors with John Candy. It was just like swinging tennis rackets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh,
0: I appreciate you coming on. Um, you're always welcome to come on. I, I, I promise I won't always keep you two hours. If you ever uh, uh, w- uh, want to talk about your anywhere fit for 10 or 15 minutes or your pro, your event you're doing in Hawaii, uh, you or or you could send uh, the um, – if, if you're Mr. Fantastic, I think of Ben Alderman as the thing from the Fantastic Four, <laughs> you can always send uh, Ben on the show. I, I love uh, Ben. Uh, you guys are always welcome on the show. Uh, please um, use this podcast as a resource to, to push any of your good ideas, dude.
1: 100%. You're going to come out next year for the live stream?
0: I, I would love to. So we're about uh, – so I don't want to overpromise, but we, we did a live stream at Zealous Games, and we, we actually pulled it off. But the image was hor- – the, the, the actual – I want to give us – we got a 2 out of 10 on it. Mm-hmm. But that's better than I even thought we were going to do. The, the, the visuals look like Atari pixelation. Oh, but gosh. we're going to do it now again. Uh, and, but we had a, a ton of people watching. We had over a thousand people watching. It was fucking rad. Yeah, and man. so we're going to do the Crash Crucible this year. That's the J.R. Howells event uh, next month. Okay. And, cool. we've, and we've been practicing um, some, uh, some, some different stuff, some different streaming of how we think we can utilize the internet to get better images, to get great TED80, TED-80 uh, images like you and I are seeing right now. And if we can crack the code on that, then fuck yeah i all would right, so love we- yeah i would love to do that i would love to just help people stream all their events and it can be done on the cheap as long as we have a strong internet connection
1: okay well i will check in with you then because i definitely want to have you out there
0: <laughs> all right brother thank you very much for your time today i appreciate you sharing all your knowledge with the community
1: all right Savan, thank you
0: all right ciao bye bye blair morrison old school old old school Probably have mom for another hour. Talk about the, how to have a successful relationship with three kids. He could... <laughs> Damn, we hit a little bit about everything. Uh, pool Boy, uh, great podcast, Mr. Morrison. Can't wait to be back at NorCal event next year. Uh Anita Dickamy, Sevi, we need a uh, Hiller update show. Wait, we do? What for? What do you mean? Well he was just on yesterday. You could send him a link. I don't got much time. I ain't fucking I am fucking with you guys today. I'm going I'm going actually I don't know if I should send Hiller a link. I'm going to um I'm going to um play tennis actually today. I should call my wife actually i'll send hiller a uh Let's see what happens you know you i don't even have to send um hiller you know hiller's hiller and uh taylor have are two people that have access to this uh show at any time like they can just pop on i think hiller has done that once i think one time he just came on on his own Uh, David, they're not reading my... No one's reading my text messages. How dare you? Mm, 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 mm. Uh, can Walter Seve, did you get my dick pics on AG, IG of Bajan? Facebook card jackpot. I hit cracking open a case of 2023 score Facebook. If he becomes great, these will be good. Uh, sorry about my reading fucking message. No, I haven't seen that yet, Ken. I got, I got this one, though. Uh, Brandon Waddell sent me two of these. I got another one back there. Dude, and you know what's happening? You know what Wad Zombie's doing? Every time he sends me a card now, he sends me like three of these. So I'm slowly throwing away my old stands and using these new ones thought we were gonna have alexis raptus on i wonder what happened oh should i call uh, let me call susan let me just see how the phone's working i like calling i feel like it's um when i call people i feel like i'm kind of like showing off a little bit like hey look what i can do for my studio uh he's a 925 number should i call laura horvath i'm due for a laura call What did you think about that cartoon on my IG? That was crazy, right? Oh, Andrea is Andrew is actually going to come on. That's crazy. All right. Let's see. Um, let's call Sousa and find out. Sousa said the show is like fucking booked until uh, Crash Crucible with people already. I was supposed to have Joe Nels on either today or tomorrow. That's not going to happen, I don't think. I guess I could have him on for like 10 minutes tomorrow morning or something. I watched the cartoon like 20 times. Hey. Yo. Oh, it didn't even ring. Lightning fast. Oh, shit. The phone's working without... It's not popping. Oh, that's good. This is the newest roadcaster, right? Yeah, it was popping last night, and it's been on all night. The problem is, is, I always thought it was when it was on too long it started that popping sound. Interesting. You don't turn it off every night? No, I don't turn anything off. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, no. good <laughs> Just leave. I turn the lights off. I turn, but I don't. I don't even turn the sign off. The sign just stays on.
2: Hey, oh, you no. should just let it stream the whole time. Just like mute it and then let it stream and see how many people just like stay on and stare at the background. For just, a while.
0: just have this on their TV, the background. Just, just do twelve show. hours. Yeah. Hey, hey, are we, yeah. Did, did we? I know we had Alexis Raptus on, and then there was a holiday that made it so the gym was going to close early so she had to go train and cancel our show are we getting her back i
2: as soon as she gets back from vacation she's in bali right now we we sent her a a couple of uh dates for later in october oh okay so when she gets back and texts us back um or we'll just check in with her when we know she's back then we'll get her scheduled but yeah she's on the she's on the hook
0: okay And then, um, uh, David weed is asking about Hopper and catch and I don't even know how do you schedule Hopper? The the text messages are so weird. Um,
2: did you see the text I sent him yesterday? It's just all of our, it's just our text, like trying to get him scheduled. And then it just slowly disappears. He just like stopped in.
0: I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. There's I get in moods where different moods where I want to invite different people on. Makes sense. Yeah.
3: Did Hiller come on?
0: Yeah, he's he's doing his eye he's doing his eyebrow dance right now, listening to you.
3: Hello, what's up, Dean?
0: Yo, what up? His
3: hair's long, Souza. Crazy. Are you going it out? No. I don't got time to get a haircut. It just grows. You don't cut it No. I tried that once. It looks terrible. I think, uh, I think Alexis actually cut it and it looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense.
2: Do you seem like a guy that would uh, cut his own hair?
3: I've shaved it. I think I said that yesterday.
2: Which is basically Bro. what I do. I just shave it.
3: Live.
0: I did not like that.
2: Wait, I mean, why do people say I sound terrible?
0: No, uh, you. Someone just said you sound too loud. I lowered. I lowered your mic. Oh, solid. Okay, I feel like I'm talking at a normal volume here. Yeah, it's probably. I I lowered it. Let's see. All right. Hey, thank you. I'll bug you later. Uh, Show's killing it. Thank you. Sponsor's killing it. It's all good. Hey, do you think we're gonna get kicked? Do you think we're gonna get kicked off when you see this this shit happen with Russell Brand and just shit like that? I know we're just a a fucking drop in the bucket. But do you think that there's an inevitability to us getting tossed off of YouTube? I mean, I'm gonna be way more uh,
2: feel fearful when we have um, 10x, 100x the subscribers we do now. Right. Um, But I think we need to be strategic and I think we need to be smart. Okay. You know, like, let's not, um, let's not rattle the cage if we don't need to.
0: The thing is, is if someone wants to go after us, they can just start digging into our archives.
2: Yeah. I mean, so what are you talking about? Like YouTube censorship or like a coordinated attack? Like
0: I've said some crazy shit on here. Like um, if you eat fruits and vegetables, (laughs) nuts and seeds. Um, you know, some fruit, uh, no sugar, uh, you could be protected from 99% of all disease. And now, and I I don't believe that anymore. I know that um, Pfizer is the only way. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I just, I actually just received my, (laughs) you're a good dude. I don't want to (laughs) be, I don't want to be held responsible for the dumb shit I used to say before, 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 before I was rich.
2: I don't think any of that. Matters from the past uh, More so from a coordinated tax standpoint It does but not Yeah that's what I mean
0: like 20 people go back and find a spot Where like I don't care about if they find out That
3: Any of the other shit I say You're getting Um, this as well aren't you Getting kicked off Instagram This is the Dylan Dennis treatment
0: Oh yeah yeah (laughs) dude everyone's been getting That one Every Yesterday so many fucking people Got that Something weird's happening over there it's not just yeah, you. Yeah, uh, they had a break. I don't think that. Yeah, something's happening over there. They're
2: doubling down on the censorship. Well, hey, thing. blue season, blue you, season. They, they got you.
0: Oh, that's true. Hey, we do need to. Um. Uh, did you see the the the, the text I sent to our clip guy?
2: Um. Yes. 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 I, and I doubling, spent, I spent fifteen. Tumble.
0: Yeah, and I spent 15 minutes on yeah. Rumble this morning trying to look for login information for him. I can't find my login yeah. information. I will ke- I guess I can just Google how to find login information on Rumble. Yeah, and I'm sure I probably have it saved uh, somewhere. All the shows are still duplicating over, though, right? Uh, yeah, but what's interesting is we are live on there right now, and I couldn't find it. Hiller, see if you can find the On Podcast live on Rumble now. See what you find. Um, I am mean,
2: I mean, we were having issue with it going live simultaneously, but I remember that it was uploading everything.
0: Yeah. I saw something from live. six days ago. So yeah, that must be okay. automatically uploading.
2: Yeah. That's the way it was set up. It's just, uh, I think we have to do this, the stream keeping each time to have it go live at the same time. We're actually live.
3: They well, really yeah, You're nice, on but... rumble. I got it. Oh, it's the first oh, thing that pops up. Oh shit. Okay, good. It'll show ever. Nope.
2: Yeah, there we go. A little well, insurance, Paul.
3: Watch what
0: I do. Um. Uh, oh, that's nice, Hiller. Watch what I do, Hiller. I'll go to look at if I go to Rumble, and um. Look, I'm gonna share a screen with you, and I go um. The Sebhan podcast search. I don't. I don't. I don't look. It's not even there. And then oh, if I click the live first. And then I click here. Oh, there it is. Okay, so if I go to the
3: channel, I can see it. These are the things that remind me that you're fifty oh, years God. old. Oh shit! <laughs> I can't find it. Where is it?
0: <laughs> it's right there, Grandpa. <laughs> My wife tells me I'm a bad looker. I think that's a guy <laughs> thing, because I hear that too. God, you're a bad. Hey, what?
2: What about that guy that uh, the affiliate owner that's filming, filming himself, like essentially just asking people to join his gym in the street?
0: Oh, Joe Nels. Yeah, what about him? Joe Nels.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you think that's gonna that's gonna inspire other people to do exactly yes. the same thing? Yes, yes. it it did for me. I want to do that shit really bad. I just gotta find the time, and I need somebody to follow me with the camera, and then do all the post production and send it to me ready to post.
0: Hey, but the thing is, is you don't even you can just do it without a camera. You can just start just hustling people.
3: Oh, so you mean the show? Really Blair involved? said it would be harder to or easier to do with a camera. I think it'd be easier to do without a camera.
2: Yeah, for sure. But then, how am I supposed to get the clout?
3: Well, that's besides the point, no. <laughs> Come
2: on, what do you got to do for the views? Let, let me put
3: it this way: I spent the day with Joe the other day, and he's not doing it for the clout.
2: Well, I, I can usually
3: pick up on that.
2: That's a mistake. What is he trying to grow his business and and help his community and make everybody healthier?
3: I'd say it's the 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 worldwide community he's trying to help.
0: Hey, um so someone should someone should steal
3: his idea though and
0: run with it
2: yeah uh, 12,000 affiliate ownership
0: yeah everyone should be posting those where it, that should just become trendy everyone should be fucking stealing joe's yeah. idea even and like and if it, and i know you're joking tongue in cheek about having a camera there um but but yeah. fuck it do that too like find someone to like i want to hear more I, of the conversation I, between um joe and the people and, yeah, I wanna, and I want and I want to hear people pushing back. I want to see the fails too, so we can laugh at the people yeah, who fail. Sure. Well, I think more
2: importantly to show it on camera, like joking about the cloud piece, right? Like I don't think that's going to be some smash hit on YouTube, but I think it'll just continuously give people the confidence and inspire them to do it on their own. Dude,
0: it could be a smash. A dude, it could be a smash hit on YouTube. It yeah, re- it definitely. really could. It could be. It could be. That there is the right person. I mean, dude, um, uh, Danny Spie- uh, Danny Spiegel, uh, Dan- Daniel Brandon walking around trying to get people into uh, a gym would be a fucking smash hit.
3: Hey, what keeps yeah. Trusted from reposting something like that? Just reaching out to Joe and saying, hey, well, can we throw this on our account that we don't really put much on anyway, nor is the content any good at the moment?
0: Retarded, retarded. And by retarded, I mean slow. Good. You we need to clarify. I, I don't see what the synonym for retarded is. Sin? No, Wait, what did you say? You asked if what he if says. Like, why doesn't CrossFit? Out. Why isn't CrossFit like
3: all up in his shit? Or just repurpose like it. it? Just say, hey, can we post this?
0: Yeah, on oh, any yeah. level, why isn't CrossFit already reached out to him or re- or reposted that?
2: Dude, I already know the answer.
0: Oh, what? What's the answer?
2: It's because. They're- they're trying to get 30 million crossfitters. They don't have time for
0: that. Oh, right. Oh, so, so, so here here's synonyms <laughs> for here's synonyms for retard. Slow, stopped, slacking, obstruct, setback, encumbered, hobbled, hobbled. I'm gonna start using that word hobbled. Impede, hobbled. inhibit. Yeah, I, I use it like in, in, inhibit inhibit
2: yeah that's a good one
0: yeah like 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 i i threw i threw uh, there was water running i um uh, a beaver built a dam and it retarded the flow of the stream that's how i kind of think of that word
2: yeah it's in the original articles too if you look back 2002 2003 when they say like uh you know the whole entire Gross. mechanics consistency then intensity no and, they, it- and they and they Talk about if you don't spend the time on mechanics, you'll actually retard their progress moving forward in the long term.
0: Wow. Wow. It's like I just found it. Yeah. Wow. The word retard is in the CrossFit Journal. That is unacceptable. That is fucking hilarious. You're kidding. No. Uh, No, The two most common reaching cheats are done by craning the neck to find the ground with the nose early or dropping the belly to find the bottom early. The ideal is to retard, not advance the body's uh, parts from finding bottom. (laughs) Cancelled. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <12. laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I can't believe CrossFit
0: yeah. has this word in their journal. That oh, must have man. been from that heathen Greg Glassman.
3: That
2: heathen.
0: <laughs> Crazy.
2: Hey, but Hillary, you're absolutely right. If CrossFit doesn't take... What, what was that guy's name again? I'm sorry. Joe, Joe? Nels. That Joey.
0: Joey Nels. Big Joe.
2: Dude, if he... It, CrossFit is You're 100% right It should be Elevated by CrossFit Just off what we are talking about Like I saw that video And I was like Shit I want to do that And I mean How many other affiliate owners Or coaches feel the same way And here's and if CrossFit Elevated it It would just put that More and more on a pedestal
0: And hey And you know what You nailed it It doesn't even matter Whether he's doing What he's doing Is good or bad It's it, The fact that Hopefully people think What Joe is doing is bad and, I, and say Hey I can do it better And so you want Copycats And plagiar- That'd be cool. Yeah. And so well, like r- you know, right away, if you're running CrossFit social media, you take that, f- you go right up to Joe and be like, Hey, send us that raw footage. We want to play that interaction you had with the dude at the meat counter, the black dude wearing red.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then I would incentivize and him dude to check their-,
0: their DEI box too. For the fucking, <laughs> fucking crazy bigot woke folk they got over there. It's killer, yeah, dude. I He's mean- crushing it.
2: And then on top of that, go, go follow up with them after day 30 and just say, hey, what'd you learn? Because regardless, like I, I saw a couple people were saying like, oh, well, let's see how many of those clients stick around. I don't know if that's necessarily even the point. Like, I mean, it is for him as a business owner, right? You always want to get more, more clients, help them out and have them members of your gym. But his, his ability to talk and sell CrossFit is going to be 10x what it was from day one to day 30, right?
0: Yeah. Hey, he's doubled. He's, that,
2: he's doubled his
0: subscription value. He's doubled his subscribers. He's at 88. I don't – everyone should subscribe to this dude's account and and hit the bell. Just unsubscribe if you don't want to. By the way, there's something I'm very – I find you more attractive, Hiller, watching you surf YouTube. What's that mean? I don't know. (laughs) There's something – gay. I guess gay dudes like me find it attractive watching someone. I just am enjoying watching you surf YouTube.
3: Oh, this is just kind (laughs) of what I do. I I wanted to compare Joe's channel to the CrossFit channel. CrossFit's got 1.73 million followers. Joe's got 88 and the the, the view-to-subscriber count doesn't match. Wow, wow. Joe's got 88 subscribers and 500 views. CrossFit's got 1.73 million, and a video with Bosman gets 1,000 views. It's not good. Yeah, that video's only got
2: 500 views. Shit, I hope that video eventually makes 50,000.
3: Dude, that's crazy, though. 562
0: views for an account that only has 88 subscribers. That's pretty yeah, crazy.
2: yeah. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Uh, Miss Radau, Elise Carradau. Uh, Sevon, Andrew, Matthew, I subscribed right away. What's the harm in subscribing and helping someone out? Well, n- not only helping out, don't you want to see this journey? If they are only two-minute videos, this is going to be fucking good.
3: Yeah. This first one, and I think the second one, too. I talked to the her name's Jess. She was editing it. took her, I don't know, 10 hours to make it. And, I, and she'd never edited something before. It's her first time on Final Cut. So I thought it looked great for her first time. Yeah.
2: For some reason, I thought, Hill, were you there when he filmed that? Why did I think that you were there?
3: I was there for his third day where he's walking around on oh, the street okay. with the sign of the shirt off.
2: Okay, okay. I thought so. I thought I heard he, you. He was recapping the,
3: the second day with me when I was there and he was preparing to go out on day three. That's awesome. Hey, did you find out how many people that he talked to showed up? I find out. Uh, I think he's got people scheduled for next week, but he's he's got one of three, and the two others are scheduled to come in the future. Dude, that's awesome! Hey, do you do you know did he change anything program wise? Like, is he like putting
2: him through some sort of on ramp, or did he adjust the programming to make it more user friendly? He does not uh, have an on ramp,
3: and I agree with that.
2: <clears throat> yeah, we didn't have one for, for a long time. We do so now. He's giving given him
3: a free week, and he's thrown him into the fire with either himself or his coaches because he believes in himself and his coaches to scale depending on where they're at in life, and I think that that's awesome.
2: Yeah, no, totally. That works great until you start getting class sizes of 16 and 20. Janelle, the
3: coaches. Janelle
0: Winston, I was sharing the <laughs> shit out of Joe Nels yesterday.
3: Awesome.
0: Uh, uh, you not only have a flat stomach, but you have a good heart, big heart, Janelle. Oh my goodness. Uh, Anita Dickamy, is it gay if I googled Hunter naked yesterday? Uh, yes. No. At least it's gay. gay. gay, curi- gay curious. Gay curious. Find anything. He gave us the Google words how to find them. I I, I meant to do it. I forgot to. Hunter. I'm curious the size of his uh. The girth of his meat stick.
3: I'm looking it up oh, right boy. now. We'll see if he, let's see if I can find him naked on Google. Turn off safe search. Don't, uh, don't pull it my browser.
0: A pool boy. Uh, okay, pool boy. He should bite the bullet and just be like, "I'll offer three free on ramp one on ones <laughs> and a free week trial at the gym." You
3: found his bomb? <laughs> no. <laughs> should, well, should I yeah, pull it yeah. up? It's not. He's not. Uh, he's he's naked in that one. Do not <laughs> do I- Oh here I I got an idea. I got an idea. Here, all
0: right. Okay, I got to go.
2: I'll talk to you
0: later. Okay. C- call back in if you want to talk about Hunter's penis.
3: There we go. This is a great that's di- Hunter, right? All right, there's no dicks on this screen. All right, you ready for this? Are you sure? Sure. I'm positive. And even if it were it's Hunter's, so entire screen. Here, this is the only way I figure out how to do it. Look at that. That's a good picture.
0: Oh, wow. That is him. Wow. That's him.
3: Cool. Wow. Right? Yeah. And that's okay. That's PG. Yeah. None Isn't of those great. other
0: pictures have dicks in them?
3: There's one of the dick. I, I Oh, oh I do
0: dick. see. Oh, shit. There was a penis on there. <laughs> <Another one. laughs> Look, there's nudes of your wife.
3: We Yeah, shit. No, those are the ones I made today. Look at this. Remember this guy? Where's he? Been? Oh, yeah.
0: How's he doing?
3: I don't know. <clears throat> but I just thought about him.
0: Uh, CF Media.
3: Jason CF Media. When's the last post? Oh, a month ago. Okay, he's done. Out. He retired. He retired? I guess. 3.8 thousand, though. <clears throat> I like this guy. I liked him a lot.
0: Me too. I liked him too.
3: Hey, well, who- he
0: just needed one or two tweaks to go big. Jason? Yeah. And and he he didn't realize how much he could get away with with that accent. I don't think English people realize what they could get away with. Like, he needed to, like, throw in, like, something just a little more edgy.
3: It's kind of like what Pedro's doing?
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How's how's the uh, Lone Ranger doing? Oh, the Lone Ranger show? How are they? Do they? I, I check
0: their channel pretty frequently. <clears throat> They're doing okay. They're riding the um the location train. Yeah, I don't think I like that.
3: The uh, Location talk? Was I telling you that I don't like that? Yeah, like you could give two fucks about where the games are? Right, and it's just an easy way to talk about something that I don't know. It, 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 you moved.
0: <laughs> um, I will say, well, well, I think we'll talk about it a little bit tonight on the CrossFit Games update show. It'll just be part of the show. But you know, Tyson Bajan's coming on tonight. I didn't.
3: Yeah, that's cool, right? No way, that's awesome. Yeah, what's that gonna look like?
0: Did you just bring him on for 15 minutes. Tr- ask. I'm gonna just like throw him softball questions. Nothing crazy. Like I'm not gonna be like, dude, is your did your defensive coordinator get raided by the FBI? Like yeah, I don't day. think we should do
3: that. No. <laughs> um, like, so
0: what's it? What's it like showing up to the stadium? What's it like leaving the stadium? When you suit up, like, do you get excited? Like, is that you're going to play? What are the chances you are going to play? Like, that's probably the craziest questions I'll
3: ask him. You know I what I mean? I the other day that Nathan Peterman got released. Who yeah, the- yeah. Now he's the number two. Yeah. And I also told you Justin Fields sucks balls.
0: Yeah, like I can't say that, like what Sean Lenderman's saying. I can't be like, hey, Tyson, I heard Justin Fields
3: fucking Dude, only you one. You want something? I mean, 27
0: right games. I'm, like, like, I'm not saying that.
3: My favorite quarterback of all time is Michael Vick. Well, one more, one more thing before
0: you say this. Uh, yeah. Clydesdale Media, Scott Schweitzer, Tyson's in the middle of a dumpster fire. Yeah, and that's I'm going to avoid Um, as a, as a Clydesdale, as a Bears fan, Tyson's the only good thing going on there. Yeah, I'm going to avoid that. But I mean, I, we can say it now. But when he comes on the show, I'm just – I'm going to just ask, like, questions I want to know about what's it like. um, What's it like? Okay, go ahead. What what were you going to say?
3: Back when I played video games, I'd use that guy all the time, Michael Vick, quarterback for the Falcons and quarterback for then the Eagles. He got in some trouble for dog fighting, pit bulls, whatever. But the Bears drafted this guy named Justin Fields, the current quarterback, and I was super pumped about him because he was fast and he was, he was a, a specimen of a character who is – they, they kind of jumped up in the draft to go get him. And I watched a couple of Bears games, and I immediately hated the dude. And everyone, every one of my buddies told me that I was racist for hating him because he what? was black. And I go, no, dude. I, what, what are you talking about? Every time he gets sacked, he makes this face, and it's like this pouty face. And, and, and there's just something about it. It's like like he, he thinks everybody is – not doing their job as well as they could be. This is my opinion on Justin Fields. By well, the way, well,
0: I saw, saw I saw a press conference yesterday when they asked what's wrong, and he blamed one of the coaches. That was
3: two years wrong. later, or maybe yeah. something like that. But this entire time, I just know this guy sucks. And it's it's t- it's typical sports talk, right? And you get back and forth. Or how dare you? He's our guy. And he's our quarterback. Didn't
0: like him because he's you're
3: racist or douchebag. And it me. always goes to that. It always goes to that. And I go, no, dude, I hate that when you get sacked, he looks around at his teammates and he pouts. Like, all right, you got sacked. And then and then everyone goes, no, it's the offensive line. It's the coaches. And I go, this dude holds onto the ball for freaking ever. And two years later, they're finally talking about how the fact that he just sits there with the ball, doesn't know where to throw it, everyone's wide open, and then he gets sacked.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know much about football, but they keep saying he doesn't see that he's not reading the field.
3: Yeah, he can't. So... I'm pretty pumped for Tyson because I think that everyone's going to – he's going to get the bench pretty soon. Game four, he's coming in, Tyson. That's just my take as a Chicago guy who actually watched quite a bit of Bears football.
0: Uh, Asymmetric ears. Uh, Besides, uh, the Bears could be tanking for Caleb Williams at number one, which would be really bad for Tyson. (sighs) I don't even know what that means. That must be another quarterback or something.
3: That's probably the quarterback for next year. The hey one. there isn't a be-
0: here's the thing you're wrong. I don't know what you're saying here, but there isn't a better quarterback than Tyson. Listen, everywhere he's been, he's been the fucking greatest he's ever been and you could be like, well, he's only been d two well, fine, but everywhere he's ever been, he's been the greatest that is and ever
3: was. He's getting comparisons to Tom Brady on some random websites that that's I not mean- you talking about that. <laughs>
0: I mean, dude, I mean, dude, he is a fucking freak. And it's not like you're not like, oh, my God, yeah, he was great, but he's 5'9". The fucking kid is 6'3", big-ass fucking hands. He is fucking amazing. There's no, he's, he's not Doug Flutie.
3: I don't know who that is. Doug Flutie.
0: Uh, he was supposed to be, like, the greatest quarterback ever, but he's 5'4". He, <laughs> I, I think he got stuck in the USFL or something.
3: Look at this. I know you don't go on to Twitter very often, but you type in Tyson's name into Twitter. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff from a lot of people who want him to play. That's just cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It's from Tyson <laughs> I, Tyson. I, Doug Flutie's an old man reference. Well, <laughs> oh, I don't get it. It's like a movie you brought up oh. yesterday. Heard of. I
0: must have given David Weed a hard-on. He wants me to settle down. He gets when he when he becomes sexually attracted to me, he freaks out. Uh, did uh, Mad Marv? Did anyone catch Tom Brady on the PBD podcast? Mm-hmm. That was a great interview. I didn't. I should though.
3: Tom Brady's gonna go play football again. <laughs> He's gonna go play on the Jets now that Aaron Rodgers is out. That's another thing that's pretty crazy. Did you, there was someone who tweeted the fact that he was going to tear his Achilles tendon on Monday Night Football, and then he did it a couple hours later. Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. Someone predicted it. Is to that a t- a, will that be weird. the end of
0: his career? Will that be the end of his career?
3: I mean, he's 39. That's that's pretty tough. The other day, Dave was talking about Castro on his YouTube station, one of those weekend reviews, Achilles tendons from playing horse or knockout, that game he likes to play. Yeah. yeah. And he goes... I take it much easier now because I don't want to blow up my Achilles.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so many that, yeah. Three, but that's stuff pe-
3: to come back from. That's a
0: three people. I'm just seeing if I could pull up this hail Mary of Doug Flutie. Ah, I'm out fucking waiting for this ad. Sorry. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mike BPC for the Achilles. That would help.
0: So I'm taking, what am I taking? Oh, so I, I took my, um, um, today I'm fasting again today and I took my, um, just black coffee today, and I took my peptides this morning. Guys, all, them. Them. Uh, all of them. You slept like a baby. Four different kinds. Uh, yeah, I slept like a baby last night, and, and I and I hope that I sleep like a baby again tonight. I'm taking, two, take them all before taking two, I'm taking the two brain stimulant ones. I'm taking the TB five hundred.
3: You said NAD and B. BDS, BDN. BDN. I just put up a video with Alexis and her daily peptide regimen. Oh, that's cool. I,
0: I thought you put up a video. It showed Matt Fraser. Oh, yeah, no, it was- oh, that's on Instagram.
3: So you, oh, yeah. this guy, CJC.
0: Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that one.
3: No, no, talk about the other
0: ones. I don't want anyone to know I'm taking that one. Okay. That's the one that... Uh, I'm taking that NAD+, plus, that N-A-D-B-D-N-F, down there NAD? on the bottom, and the TB500.
3: Oh, are you taking the mix, this guy?
0: Yeah. I don't even know if I should be taking all... But I'm taking all of them, though. I'd probably doubling, yeah. I'm probably doubling down on one that I shouldn't be doubling down on one, now that I think about it.
3: <laughs> How do you feel? Do you feel like I, you have enhanced cognitive hey, with function only,
0: with only two? I'm telling you, dude, yesterday I was just fucking laid there in bed. Like I was just fucking on alert.
3: Look at this long-term memory. That's good. Now you're going to know where to find things because you're getting old. I, I can't find it on rumble. Can't find it. Who, just who recommended push- these to you?
0: I, um, Was it on uh, Yes, yes. I didn't even ask for them. They just came in the mail. It's just like it's just just came in the mail.
3: I mean, you're a po- you're a podcaster, so it makes some sense. Um, I'm guessing that's the route he went.
0: Um, uh, Shanna Madera sent me Podium. Cool. Did you try it? No, I I surrounded it by Swolverine and let the Swolverine <laughs> containers whoop its ass. Well, what would she send you? Um, um, stuff you're supposed to drink like, to rehydrate.
3: Like a protein? Oh,
0: no, 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 no. It's a um, it, it it's it's cool. I, I'm I'm fucking so thankful she sent it.
3: I've had one podium product, and it was the Miami hydration, like a salt. Yeah, it's it a was.
0: hydration. Yeah, it's a it's a salt. You're gonna have to let me
3: know how that is because the Miami version that I had there was terrible. Oh. And, of course, I'm comparing it to the LMNT, or people call it Element, which is just a salt packet. But that tastes delicious. And if they're doing the same thing, I take the LMNT. I
0: want to sell something. I want to have my own product.
3: You should sell, like, a... I want to sell
0: something I drink when I fast. I want to sell a salt, potassium, magnesium drink that I drink when I fast.
3: Hot. Salt, potassium, magnesium. Is that what's in that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it'll work. Yeah. That. My like bottle. There you can go. Can write
0: my name? Do you have a sharpie there? Can you write my name on that?
3: Yeah, I do. I'm on it.
0: That's what I do. Um, the Swolverine stuff that they sent me, the hydration, I put some of that in a um cup of hot water and drink that at night before I go to bed.
3: Dude, where, where can I buy some of this?
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. The CEO product is fantastic. I hate that, I hate that color. The green that weird green yeah. or the Hey,
0: and, and mine would be multi-purposed you could also put it you could drink it you could put it into a um a, you could salt a glass with it for margaritas so it's a double oh oh that's yeah. cool yeah motherfucker yeah
3: you see that one of my favorite shows you did was during semifinals, semi-finals maybe not this year but last year and you're sitting outside i think with greg and dave walks up and you've got a margarita the whole time <laughs> It was pretty funny. I don't know. If you remember that?
0: No, it was a long time it was, ago. It was one
3: of the first shows that you weren't on yourself, but you didn't you you were still there, you were just at Greg's, I think you were at.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's right. I was just sitting in a chair there. Were we friends then?
3: I think I was on the show. Oh. But it was it was a while ago. It was during semifinals where it, it was just a madness amount of shows where there's eight a weekend or something.
0: Uh, Seve should sell a phone where the only button is cops. God, I wish I, I fucking hate that reputation as being someone who calls the cops. I don't, I'm not,
3: I'm not Are you that calling the cops right now. Yes,
0: being <laughs> <laughs> that guy with the
3: reputation. Hey, uh, this guy came yeah. to Astro,
0: leave a message.
3: Did Haley just ignore you?
0: Um, uh, Oh, well,
3: I really I liked the show with Hunter yesterday.
0: No, just what you know. God, the numbers were huge. He,
3: he is so much range. I like that about him. Meaning we can talk about anything? Oh, yeah. And you can go deep on it books,
0: politics, penises, vagina, uh, global warming, climate change.
3: And I like that he opened up a little bit about spirituality His new sponsor, puma and how he's not used to having that sort of uh an oversight so now he's kind of yeah. like thinking oh what did i just say yeah most people don't say anything because they're afraid of that right he's saying it in hindsight god he's the least afraid that he's the least afraid he got pictures of himself naked on freaking google man Hey, I want to show I
0: want to show you uh, this. Um, yeah, and instead of running away from him, he just knows. He just embraces it, right? Right. I want to show you this uh, um, post I made. Did you see the one with the guy? Uh, what would
3: you do if you had pictures of you naked on Google?
0: I would have to lean into it. I'd have to I be think, like. I think oh, I want some on Google. You can come over. I'll take pictures of you if you want. Which camera? Whatever you want. A7R. Sorry, I, did I just pull down a comment that you put up? No. Oh. Okay, look at this right here. Uh look at look at this right here. Oh, a pregnant woman in jail over a
3: Facebook post during COVID. That must be talked about. Shame on you guys. How do you feel about that? Personally. Yeah, how do you feel about that which woman was this
1: you how do you it was all over the news man how do you not know that well, you know, here's the thing australia i would like you guys so much better if you had a freedom of
0: speech so if you get uh if you could go ahead and, and make a freedom of speech like so basically this guy just beat what was arguably the best fighter who's ever walked on planet earth israel adesanya he was not supposed to win and he said yeah, be before glad. the fight the reason why people like me is i use my platform for real shit and the first thing he does in the press conference is he brings up an old fucking video that was going around during COVID where the police came into a pregnant woman's house in Australia and arrested her for something she wrote on Facebook. And she was like fucking pregnant, pregnant. And oh, I just God. think what a fucking legend. Thank you, Craig Ritchie for the, that's the first time that word's ever been used properly, by the way, uh, that 232. what a fucking legend. This dude is, uh, um, Sean Strickland. Yeah, the man. That's on cool. 2024, right? I mean, what a like fuck you! And he loves Australia. And hey, you know what? What's crazy is the crowd. It was like a Rocky movie when he won. The crowd was happy for him, even though he won in Australia. They went fucking nuts.
3: Israel Adesanya. He's from Australia.
0: Well, I mean he he hated I know he's him.
3: taking steroids. That's all I know.
0: Yeah. Uh, he yeah. uh, and I like Israel, but it, it, he's Me from like, he's from like Cameroon or Nigeria or so, Uh, I think Nigeria. He's a guy with
3: the bitch tits.
0: Yeah, he he had one. Well, not he bitched. He had a bitch tit. Got it. Uh, plural might be. Uh, that's Rose, that's a proper sure. name,
3: by the way, guys. That that's actually what they're called.
0: Uh, Jay Sheets, uh, wearing the rock and the visor. Gotta love that. Huge fan of the show. I've watched for years. Keep it up. They try to cancel me on TikTok all the time. I flip drinks and offend everyone. Flip drinks. Oh, like a bartender? A bartender. Send me a link in my DMs. Uh, Strickland's the man. Yeah, what a stud, right? Oh, shit. David Weed, the gay bender is not the greatest fire fighter ever, moron. Dude. Is that who
3: that guy is? That, that guy you're just talking about?
0: Yeah, the last style bender. Dude, he is fucking special. He is special. And thanks for the money, Mr. Sheets. The game. I'm a McGregor fan. Yeah, McGregor's great. It's too bad he was so short-lived. He, he had the uh, too much money. Yeah, too much money syndrome. All right, I want to go play tennis by 10 a.m. That's going to be hard. I looked at my phone and I said a link. Was there anything you wanted to talk about in particular or just hang out? Oh, someone said um uh bring the Batman on. Oh okay. They said you need Hi. a Batman review show. Oh, we need Gary updates. Okay, we'll have Gary on too. I'll send Gary link. Magnus,
3: fuck no. <laughs> as <long> as you- <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: shit.
3: you should have Gary on with Taylor. That would be nuts.
0: Wow. Okay. Wouldn't that be a show? Yes,
3: I'll do that. I'll do that. Oh, dude. That's a great idea. I love Taylor. Taylor's great. They their show did pretty well yesterday, right? Um, With Kiefer Lamy. Kiefer, I like him a lot. Oh, I haven't had Kiefer on. Kiefer's the, the Justin Kotler dude? He is one of the – yeah, I think he's in the same – Why did game. you bring him up? Sorry, I was reading something. So he was deep. on the show yesterday with JR and Taylor.
0: Oh, oh, he was.
3: Yeah. Wow. Which is Holy cool. Shit. They were, they were yeah. talking about the Wadapaloosa qualifier. They, uh, Keefer's dating Kira, Tyra, A Milligan? Yeah.
0: Oh, she was on the main team. I think she's scheduled too.
3: Oh, cool. I don't know. There's two. I wonder Kyra- if it'll be another situation. A what? You know, the coach comes on at the athlete every time they talk publicly.
0: Who? Which? Really? Who?
3: You said you're gonna have Kyron. Who's her coach? Kiefer.
0: Oh, I thought he was dating. She was dating Kiefer.
3: I want to say it's both, but I can't say that positively.
0: No, girls don't do that. Girls don't bring on their coaches.
3: Hey. Neither do guys generally.
0: (laughs) Do you think Laura Horvat's seen this?
3: Yes. You do? Yes. God, I would. Oh, but uh, she, she wants to know she why she's why, man,
0: fucking cold call your ass. <laughs> she wants to know why what? Why she's ethnic?
1: <laughs>
0: why she loses? She she's and an also favorite. like that
3: ponytail is wicked. It kind of looks like her head's on a stick. I just realized that. So
0: good. The ponytail is so good. This guy made it hash, and he doesn't even have a fucking Instagram account. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, no. no. Okay. Incorrect. He has an Instagram. There's no posts. I just followed
0: Alan Kest- Kestenbaum.
3: Burpees. Burpee. Burpee man. You don't know
0: who this is? Hillerfit8.0?
3: I have no idea. Click on it, could you? Yeah. They've been, they've been posting, I think. Yep, there you go. Wow. 200- Follow that 220 <laughs> followers. <laughs> 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 for this say?
0: Hey, that's such a wannabe fucking this is like someone who really wants to be in the Instagram space. Look how shitty that graphic is.
3: Somebody messaged okay. me. Dude, when something's
0: blocky, <laughs> when something's blocky and it's that small, you know you suck. <laughs> hey, dude, the good news is HillerFit 8.0, you have a lot of room for growth, but I still follow you because uh
3: yeah they uh they wow that's bad someone messaged me i think it was jethro Je- yeah it was jethro who messaged me he goes hey i saw that graphic you made i can have the guy who made the open graphics make it look better and i go dude that's not my account <laughs> and he goes oh okay
0: <laughs> God damn that's bad Hiller. T- t- you get to be i'm vice president i'm
3: not fine you know the first comment there says you wouldn't like that Oh, it does? <laughs> yeah i'm I'm cool with being vice president too
0: I'm cool too well I'm fine with it too i I, I don't I'm want cool with it either
3: way you be president I just like that there's someone running a a false Instagram account. I think it's cool if it gets that far we're in danger yes um uh cave Dastro
0: uh, Kyra and Kiefer are dating and he is her coach
3: is is cave Dastro a li- a reliable source I think so. Because I, th- I think we can go with this one too, Clydesdale Media. Oh both. yeah,
0: yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. A real person.
3: He is both. Okay. I like them both though. Cave Astro has been getting love for the name right and left on the show.
0: Uh, Thumb is not a dirt bag, not even close, dude. That could be a good thing. But it, oh, I don't think of it is a good thing. All right. Oh <laughs> shit, E Madero's.
3: Interesting. And there's a picture of the rock. (laughs) He came back and did like a WWF or WWE fight. It was pretty cool. He did? Yeah. Recently? Yeah. I heard he was trying to get canceled. So everyone's thinking that he went back. Here we go. Here we go. I got something for you. Okay. Dirt Dirtbag. A person who is committed to a given usually extreme lifestyle to the point of abandoning empowerment and other societal norms in order to pursue said lifestyle. Dirtbags can be distinguished from hippies by the fact that dirtbags have a specific reason for their living communally and generally not hygienically. Dirtbags are seeking to spend all of their moments pursuing their lifestyle. That sounds more like, like a, like a hybrid maybe between you and Taylor.
0: Yeah. I feel more than maybe I'm a dirtbag.
3: But it didn't have a bad undertone to it, did it? No, I don't think so. Uh, Ken so Walters
0: some sure. has been pretty grumpy and hating on everyone recently.
3: Well, maybe they deserve it. You ever think about that? Hiller doesn't
0: check it. his a cave Dastro Hiller still won't check my Instagram DMs. Dude, he's not a DMs guy.
3: I've I think I've responded to him actually. Which is a shame because you know
0: that there's a lot of dirt oh. in Hiller's DMs. You know how much dirt there... Well, it's probably lost now forever. Oh. But God, people must send him the craziest shit.
3: This says, please show this one to Sevon. The comments in particular. They're playing pickleball. Who is it? Uh-oh. Should I Who send it? it? It's a Valley Fit and Amy Udik. The comments say... Comments are all over the place. T takes deep breaths. Answers. Uh oh. She across really with it. Her? Is she no. with her? Oh. pickleball. No, I see. It, I it see looks her. like he's on the spectrum.
0: I don't know. Oh. She has a big old dumper. Hey, um, I, I see way too much pickleball already. Do you? Yeah, fucking.
3: But yeah, Cave Dashro sent me this, and he says I don't respond. He says Hiller, and I said yo. And then I get oh. a picture of this pickleball thing. So I told totally- Oh
0: shit. He fucked you up.
3: Dastro. I'm going to send him a bad emoji. And the thing, the reason I don't respond as much is because in order for me to be on Instagram, I have to be on my iPad because I don't know the login to my banned Instagram account and I can't log out of it on here. So if I log hey. out of it, I'm super dead.
0: Let me see your iPad again. That's
3: cute. Right? Wow. Got this little pen holder thing. I can draw with it. It's actually neat.
0: Do you use a pencil?
3: It's got a Spider-Man background thing. It's a web. Yeah, yeah I think i it Yeah. I've, I've done videos in the past where I draw graphics and then I overlay it over the video. Dave Dastrow cool. said that that video is not about pickleball.
0: If tennis is gay, pickleball is transgender.
3: I like pickleball. I've got a pickleball racket up here. Someone from the show sent it to me. No shit.
0: Oh, oh, I know who that is too. Yeah.
3: That guy sent me a racket.
0: I'm actually, yeah, yeah. I'm about to actually play it.
3: It's actually pretty cool. And I worked with that chick who's a national, or a worldwide ranked pickleball chick. She moved to California.
0: Have you played pickleball?
3: Huh? Have you played pickleball? Oh yeah. I like it. Oh, I'm, I'm not good, but it's really fun. It's one of those – it's like ping pong. You know, there's a ping pong table, and everyone kind of sucks. Do you think you could beat cool. Danny Spiegel at it? I guarantee you I could beat Spiegel at it. Mm. All right.
0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today, this evening, 6, 6 p.m., Tyson Bajan will be on the CrossFit Games Update Show. Hiller, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks. All right. Goodbye.